everyone. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 109. I guess. I mean, who knows anymore, right? Yeah, it's 109. I know it's 109. I actually did research this episode, so fuck yeah! And what are you up to? How are you doing? What have you been up to recently? Anything interesting? No. No, nothing interesting. No? No. No, how is life? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No mass. There you go. That was a reference to Paul Rudd. But more on that later. So, um, do you just want to jump right into it? You don't want to talk about news? What, news? Some interesting stuff has happened. Is it? Yeah. So, the Switch had an update. Oh, did it? 8.0.0.1. That was weeks ago, wasn't it? It was weeks ago. Uh, well, the point one's recent, but uh, do you know what it's done? No? You can say no. It's an audio podcast. You need to say no. There was... I mean, it uh. gave you a sorting thing and... Mm-hmm. And something else I can't remember, but it was whatever. Well, it's one of the more interesting updates because an internal... It's got the zoom thing on it. There's a there's a process now where it's, it, it's allowing the switch to overclock and underclock depending on the game so that you can, you know, increase or decrease performance. If you want to decrease performance, <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to do this fucking stupid thing to say. Um, but it increases performance on certain games. Some yeah. games take advantage of it. Um, VR, VR is now on the Switch. Apparently oh. it's shit. I haven't tried it. Uh, apparently Breath of the Wild is a fucking nightmare, which I can imagine. Mm. But other stuff is pretty good on there. I've heard only positive things, but I haven't, haven't used it yet. I haven't used it yet. So you I don't haven't know. bought your Labo kit. I haven't bought a Labo kit yet. No, no, sorry, folks. Not a Labo reviewer, really. Really? Uh, yeah, I just don't have the time to make you it. You wanted to do the whole ro- robot thing. I did want to do the robot thing. There was a time when I was young and idealistic and I said to myself, I can make a shoebox with some string in it and be a robot. Hmm. But I couldn't. I just couldn't. I didn't have the time. didn't have the gumption. You still do when you make a fort. Just make a cardboard box fort. Yeah, and, and then you it. put the Switch in and it's a TV and it's essentially like a playhouse, but it yeah. just plays TV on a, your Switch. It just plays YouTube, but only yeah. the kids' channels because oh, they don't the want the creepiest of fucking channels. Play, play Blippy. Everyone's Blippy. Blippy. Yeah, that guy's shouting his friend. Yeah. Um, but he's alright. That- he's alright, he is. He's alright? Yeah, he's fine. You can put him in front of the kids. Not the video he shits <laughs> on his mate, but you can put when him in front of the kids. When they were young, the future was so bright. The whole neighbourhood was so alive. And every kid on the whole damn street was going to make it big in every feet. Now the neighbourhood's cracked and torn. Kids are grown up, but their lives are worn. How can one little street swallow so many lives? Oh, I love Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that. Not <laughs> one of our several listeners. <laughs> our copious listeners. All right, well, fuck it. Um, should we get straight onto the review part? There's no more news. Oh, James Woods got banned from Twitter. Ha! Along with a bunch of other right-wing pundits for um, inciting violence. Paul Joseph violence. Watson as well? Yeah. Uh, for um, apparently inciting violence. What's once he going to do now? I don't know. Twitter's his only connection to the world from his little mum's basement. Once again, everyone who's screaming freedom of speech, I don't want to give you another lesson on it, but basically... It's worth noting, Paul Joseph Watson lives in his mum's basement, and yeah, basements are very rare in the UK. They are. Um, <laughs> he's got to be fairly well off. Like, you've got to be a pervert to have a basement. <sighs> or just... We'll just live in like an old fucking farmhouse that's giant. We had a basement when we lived in Devon, but we weren't allowed in it and there was nothing down there. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think we have to say this again. We've got like one or two people listening to this in America, maybe. Um, but essentially, 
don't say this is your freedom of speech being impacted because you're working. You, if you agree to the terms and conditions, it's a private organization. They don't have to give a fuck about your freedom of speech. And they don't have to give you a fucking platform if they don't want to. Go and scream on your fucking soapbox out the front of your house. No one. If you're able to shit. type on the internet that my freedom of speech is being, you know, restricted yeah. anywhere on the internet, your freedom of speech hasn't been restricted. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. No one cares about them. They what can the, go fuck themselves. One of the things I found really interesting now is James that, Woods. Okay, one of the things I, I like James Woods as an actor from the eighties. What happened to him? Trunks. It's a different James Woods. Yeah, it is. Um, I think he's been replaced by the Yerks. You remember the Yerks from Animorphs? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely the Yerks. Yeah. Until he came down, he gave some kids the powers to become animals. And then the Yerks got in people's Stop. ears. Anyway, no, um, so uh, I've worked out. I've worked out. Um, I've worked out about. Uh, I finally worked out about Gamergate and also um, people in general. Why? Why now? Um, well, no, I've worked it out. You know, I thought for a long time I was saying, "Why are people so shit? Why are people so awful? Why are people cunts?" I've worked it out. So Gamergate, right? Basically, it can be insightful, is it? I had a look. I had a look, and I had a think, and I went through some of the information about Gamergate, and I found it really interesting that only women got rape threats. And I think it might not have been just about ethics in game journalism. Really? I think it might have been a sexist assault on some women. Really? Thinly veiled in the disguise of this is a just cause. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on game again, mm. but I think they might have just been a bunch of fucking moronic cunts. Mm. And I think that that might be the secret of game again. How do you feel about that? Because I know it's explosive news, isn't it? Yeah, it seems... It's only a couple of years late. Yeah, I think you've... But on the back of that, I did the lid some more research, and I realised that a lot of the people that are sort of uh, more right-wing politically, they seem to really get off on hurting other people. Because everything that they want isn't about, like, let's make the world a better place, let's do stuff for the environment, let's help people. Most of their stuff is, we don't want gay people to be together or get married because a a book that's very old says that shouldn't happen. They don't like black people. They don't like Jewish people. They don't like Chinese people, but they like Korean people. They, I mean, most of their stuff, and I think that this, this might be for every political party that sort of does it. All of their, all of their ideas seem to be around other people having a bad time. And I think, I don't know for sure. Again, someone could probably correct me on this. I think they might be the villains really? in the world. Like I don't because most of the other parties say stuff like we're going to make the world a better place. We're going to make it so people can continue to drink water and the sun doesn't burn us all alive. But these other parties are all like, we don't want people to go on holiday anymore. We don't like that people from France can They've come here and work. Holiday to Western Superman. I don't think Superman falls shooting. Yeah, it's... Milton Keynes is where they shot Superman it? for you, fucking oh, idiot. God, I'm you an piece idiot. of shit. Well, Western Superman may have been Superman in Superman. Sure, Superman two was shot in the quarries around Surrey. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, they but... used some forced perspective shots to so make I the think, I think that might town be it. look bigger. I think that might be. It. I think that all of the idiots, and I and I say this with as much affection. Metropolis as I can was the MK one center in. Superman 4 oh really yeah yeah. the MK1 shopping centre they they made out of the car park was Metropolis <laughs> and the MK1 centre itself in the background was the city nice yeah it's weird they never shoot above like and it's the um, 20 foot that's in the, the weird one with the walkways it's open no, isn't it no the MK1 is just a massive great big square oh right <laughs> but it's only like two stories high so <laughs> the whole so you never see the camera pan up <laughs> 
in Metropolis whenever anyone's on the street. So yeah, so that's that's what I've realised. I've realised that everyone who's on right wing and is probably a cunt, the people that all of their ideas seem to be around either stopping people from living their lives, hurting the disabled, or hurting people of a different colour to them. Mm. I think that I think that's astonishing. They really want to watch babies die as well. Yeah. Like, they want either babies to, to watch... Babies ba- be born and die. Yeah, they want to watch babies be born and die, or they want people who ha- who don't want to have babies to be dead, hmm. or they want people that aren't them or aren't the same colour to die. And I don't really understand why they're so behind death. Because isn't the Bible about people living? No, no. Oh, have I read the wrong Bible again? Yeah. I've got to read the one where the snake is actually a businessman and he's promoting free market mm. and he's selling an Apple so that they can like, you know. Yeah, Apple Watch. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. And also, I realised that there's also Comic Gate. <sighs> I don't know what it's about yet, but hear me out. I'm going to take a guess completely without knowing what it's about. I think it might be. Don't. Nerds. I think it might be a bunch of people that are cunts saying we don't like comics starring people that we don't like. That have that have and it won't be it won't be anything to do with the quality of comics. It'll be to do with the fact that someone might be black or gay or Jewish or lesbian or you know, bi. You know, it's gonna it's be worth your ten minutes. Well that's what I think it is. Yeah. This worth- is a guess. I'm gonna I tell you what, I'm gonna do some research next episode. I'll see if I'm right. Yeah. Because Comics Gate is a thing I only learned because I followed Danny Cates on Twitter. And, uh, is that and the guy who used to be on the Sunday show? No. Is it Danny Cates or is it Jason Aaron? One of the two. They, I think it might be Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron from Seinfeld. No. That's Jason Alexander. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it, that's where I heard it. But anyway, 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 onto the end of the episode. That's enough banter. Really? Minutes. Ten minutes of you just rambling on. Yeah, I called a bunch of people cunts. Donald Trump fucks babies. That's why he wants them to be alive. <gasps> oh my god, we came up with a conspiracy theory. He mm. wants the babies to be alive so he can fuck them. Mm. You know what, Ant? This is making a lot of sense to me right now. This is all your... Can we email Alex Jones? It's all your Do you still have ideas. his number? Prison Planet. At Prison Planet. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore, does it? At Paul Joseph Watson's mum. <laughs> Did you hear that Jacob Wall got caught trying to... Trying Again. To... Yeah. It's not the third time. Why hasn't someone put him in prison? He's legitimately committing crimes. Yeah. His dad, he, apparently he's been tweeting from his dad's The thing Twitter. is, it's, it's very slow to actually get someone put in prison in America. It is, yeah, because they can like... Especially if you're white. If you're black, you go straight there. Yeah. No, you don't know. If you're black, you go to court, and then your trial's postponed for two and a half years. Then you go to prison for two and a half years. No, you, get put, in, you get put in a jail cell, and yeah, then know, you yeah. wait for your... Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, you if go you're white, you get to just walk. For two and a half years, and then you finally get a court date where you actually get to go see a judge, and the judge says, you can do ten years. That two and a half years you just did, that doesn't count. Hmm. That's it. That's the American justice system. America. Built by cunts, for cunts, serving cunts. Good, good stuff. You gonna start reviewing things? Yeah, my first review this week. Didn't is... even mention what the show was. Oh yeah, sorry. Start. We review stuff and things. Yeah, we good. do four reviews. Twelve each. minutes in. Well done. Do four reviews each. Uh, usually it's about two hours. So buckle up. Yeah, cheers for that. Fix that butt plug right up in there. Two hours. Don't let that slip out because I'll tell you what, it's gonna be a moist hour and a half of us chatting. Let me let me put my sexy voice. Let me get. You should get these done in just over an hour. Let me get this this. Even when we did more stuff, we did it quicker. Let me get 
it's extra close to the microphone. So I, I, um, just get I, on with it. I forgot what I was going to review. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I genuinely have shit. Fuck. And that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Well, I'm going to review the first three episodes. Just got on with it. I'm going to review the first three episodes of the last season of Game of Thrones. Why don't wait until Game of Thrones is finished? We've got another episode tonight because it very much works in a two halves sort of series. Mm-hmm. This, this one. Mm-hmm. So it's only six episodes uh, now, and there's two major conflicts that need to be resolved. There's the White Walkers and the Night King, who are a threat um, to the entire nation of Westeros because they've now entered into the main map. So there was a wall previously um, keeping them out that was magically imbued, that was you know monitored by the Night's Watch. It was the wrestler from WCW yeah. called the Wall. Uh, so the Night's Watch were monitoring the wall, and um, after several catastrophic battles against the Night King, um, he has managed to wrestle an upper hand and destroy the wall. Which means he's now entered the main world of, no- of Westeros, and Narnia. he's heading, yeah, Narnia, and he's heading towards King, uh, not King's Landing, um, Winterfell, which is where Ned Stark's, where it all began. So Ned Stark, the Stark family, that's their, that was their, um, their little area, I guess. What do you call them? Towns, village, city? I don't know. And it all sounds like a Skyrim fanfiction. It does. To me. It does sound like Skyrim fanfiction. But it's, bear with me. So after years of development, this is this is kind of like the key episode. So these three episodes cover off the Night King and that whole battle. And so we've got the first two episodes are about an hour long, and they they are the build up. So it's the relationships we've seen form over time. It's people seeing each other for the first time in many years because you got to remember it's eight seasons. So it's Jason Momo Challenge still in it. Uh, he's dead. Um, oh. So. Um, so yeah, and and then we get the battle, hour and a half battle, and um, I've heard a lot of complaints from different people, perspective wise. Uh, sorry, uh, most of the complaints come from it was quite dark. Oh no! Um, but I think that a lot can be said about people calibrating their TVs. I think that's probably a key issue to because I watched it first. I watched it on a laptop, then I watched it on TV, and I you, instantly you see the difference. What you're watching on TV that wasn't the whole point of everything. That's like. <laughs> Shit happening at night was built up to for ages. Is is the battle the battle at night or the night night battle or whatever? Yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, so it's 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 really it's it's most of what's happened so far. This is this is kind of the big conflict, oh. and then after this, you've got the more political background. They're waiting for dragons. No, no, dragons have already been in it for ages. Oh. Um, so you've got this battle, which is which is this. Um, it's essentially the Walking Dead. It's been the Walking Dead. Fifty percent of the show is The Walking Dead. The other fifty is political, uh, political warring and houses attacking each other. Um, the so, houses themselves. No, that'd oh. be amazing. That'd just be. Wouldn't that just be the Mortal Engines? Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah. So it's Bobby been the Uggers Smash Brawl. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been it's been really interesting. It's been good to see these, and it's it's been really good to get eight seasons into something before Arya Stark gets naked. <laughs> you were waiting for that from season one. <laughs> It's been really good to get into something and watch it and, and actually know the characters. I don't think. It's about time you get to know the characters. Yeah. Well, no, I don't mm. say that. I don't say that jokingly. Like, I, I turn on The Walking Dead and I know The Walking Dead is a very similar program in that people die, people are knocked off, but like the mainstays are there. But I wouldn't really say that anymore. Michonne's probably the one you'd recognize if you turn The Walking Dead mm. on today and you hadn't watched it for four years. But if you hadn't watched Game of Thrones for four years, you turn on, you've still got that main cast. And that's not because there's any more longevity in, in Game of Thrones. Lots of people die. 
and main characters have died in it. In fact, you know, famously, Ned Stark played by um, played by <laughs> Fuck Sean out. Bean, yeah. um, who who dies all the fucking time. First season, he's out. He's like kind of he was the big name. You had Lena Headey and people like that, but Lena Headey hadn't even done Dread yet, or she had just done Dread. It started, you know, around that time. Yeah. And, and, you know, Robert Baratheon was one of the blokes from fucking Full Monty. <laughs> you know, you don't really have a ton of characters that are it's well known. Charles Dancing, isn't it? Not until the third season. Uh, Tyrion played by, um. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage from Tiptoes. I don't even watch this show and I know you're forgetting. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's really, it's really interesting. And it's, and it, and it is, it does feel like, you know, it's earning its ending. Um, I like the fact that they've gone, it's only six episodes. That's it. That's the end. They haven't tried to stretch it out. Those first two episodes, I've heard a lot of complaints that they feel like nothing really happened. But you get... It's Game of Thrones. You get little bits of closure here and there. You get little bits of dialogue between people. It's really interesting to see people like Jamie, who hasn't interacted with Bran. Bran is the boy in the wheelchair, the free-eyed raven. He's the one who kicked him out of the window, caused him to be crippled, and caused all this strife in his life early in the early in the the... the TV program in the season Um, and then as he's grown up Bran has moved beyond the free-eyed raven and Jamie himself has lost a hand he's developed as a character as a human being he's done things that are heroic because before he was known as the Kingslayer because he killed Robert Baratheon Uh, yeah I think it was Robert Baratheon because he went mad you know so he's called Kingslayer and the idea that like he was always in the background and he obviously he was no he's called Kingslayer because he fucked the king, and you know, you know as well. Like he famously has in a in an incestuous relationship with his sister in the series, and potentially um, one of the particularly nasty characters, Joffrey, who got his end earlier. Um, he is probably the child of incest. That uh, doesn't excuse his behavior. He's still completely not a cunt, even if he is a child of incest. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting. And like I said, I've not watched anything that has such a clear ending. Like it's not ended any, yet. any other series, any other series, they'd probably get this like 10 seasons. They make this like a 24, 24 episode arc and you'd like, you'd have everybody tuning in. They give you little hints of the battle or they do it in flashbacks or some shit like that. And it's just nice that they're just like, here are the players. Here's the game. There's the battle. Next three episodes, I'm expecting it's going to be very similar, but we're going to see more from the perspective of Cersei because so far we've mostly seen what from games do they play with the frame? Well, it's a, it's a game. It's a game of chess. Mixed in with chess. It's three-dimensional chess, Anne. Oh. Um, one of the nice things... Like what they play on Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, not to spoil it, because I think that everybody is gonna, who's going to watch this has watched it already. It's one of those things that's been out for a week, the last episode. Um, the Night King has now been vanquished. So now the <sighs> the bigger enemy, or at least what would seem like outwardly the bigger bigger challenge is Cersei. It's George R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> is Cersei, who, um, who's currently holding uh, King's Landing, which is the big... She holds the crown, the seven kingdoms. She controls them from the Iron Throne. So King's Landing is is the next stage that they're going to take. And I really want to see, like, this is... We really didn't lose that many characters, considering how big the battle was in the last episode. You didn't lose... They had lots of fodder to get killed. Well, it wasn't just fodder. You had, like, people like Jorah, who is a character who's been in love with with Daenerys and has been on an interesting journey. He himself, like, he... he almost, Well, he sacrificed himself, essentially, to save Tyrion, who's the Peter Dinklage character. Um, and expected to die, and he hid an illness that he got in that confrontation from everyone, and then was saved from Sam, uh, saved by Sam, sorry, from that from that demise, and then came back to sort of be the hero again, only to sort of get dispatched in the final moments. But he got dispatched in a, in a way that works for his character. It's really gory. 
No, it wasn't oh, massively gory, point? but it was it was very much a rocky moment. Honestly, you know, you know, like slaughtered. <laughs> the only way to describe it is that he had a lot of heart, so he kept like getting hit and came back, and he got hit and he came back. And oh, it was like Sean like... Bean in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps getting arrows in. Uh, 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 yeah, that's that's like, one bit I remember from Fellowship from the, of the Ring, which I, I still can't get for those films. I don't know They've if you played. Have you played the Lego, the Lego Lord of the Rings game? Um, no, I've got, I've got, I've got both of them actually. Have you? Yeah, I got okay. a one as well. So play through the Fellowship of the Ring, specifically that part. They use the audio from the films. But yeah. They have like comedy moments. Yeah. So I think it's shot with like a broom, and oh, like nice. a fish, but he's still making these horrible, agonizing screams. But anyway, uh, Game of Thrones, the first half of season eight, it's been fantastic. I'm looking forward to it because it does feel like it's two battles. Mm. That's essentially how it's set up. And they've hinted at the Night King's coming back. I hope they end the show with just a bunch of characters sitting <laughs> on a wagon and it just cuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Night King's coming back, oh. which is, but I don't think that he's coming back in the way that people expect. Because the show's creators, um, there's a particular character who... Has he got a final form? Yeah. Um, there's a particular character who, Quiborn, who is, he's a magician. Quiborn? No, Quiborn. Um, no, he's, he's a force user, he's not a magician. <laughs> he is, he's like a magician, he's like a wizard, who is yeah, part Qui-Gon. of... He's part of the form, he's part of the Meisters. The Meisters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking hell, just bear with me. The Meisters are, are like, basically they learn scripture so that they can... Um, they this can is the share. thing with fantasy stuff. Yeah, it I all know, just I sounds fucking, like absolute I, fucking I know, nonsense. I know, let me try and get through this one part and then we'll just fucking move on. So the Meisters are a group of people that, that educate themselves. See, Warcraft ancient... is just, we got some orcs, some of them are magicians, some aren't. You try explaining that, that Wolf Warcraft movie in detail to someone it sounds exactly the fucking same. The Meisters are people that Maybe study... Maybe I'm just really good at cutting this stuff down. Like, just <laughs> the cool. Meisters are a group of educated men who read scriptures to learn about scientific ideas. Oh, so they're experts. And and some of them believe in magic, and some of the Meisters have um, a Valerian steel link in their chain. Valerian steel is like the strongest metal in in Westeros. Um, and it's, it's only forged by certain blacksmiths. Anyway, these Valerian steel links indicate someone is a master... Of, 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 um, fervor art. So like magic and stuff. Um, and Quibon was, he was cast out of the Meisters because he was studying darker practices. He's been able to bring back a particular character from the dead named the Mount, who is like this, the mountain, who's this fucking massive dude. He got poisoned. That's the guy who keeps getting a different actor every couple of weeks. Um, he got poisoned by the serpent who was someone who came from Dawn, um, Mm. who to fight the mountain because he thought that the mountain had killed his sister. Turns out he did rape and kill his sister, so the serpent bat- challenged him to a battle, laced his blade with poison, killed him, but then Cuborn, uh, Quiborn, used his dark arts to bring him back to life, but he's like this, like, revenant. He doesn't speak anymore, and he's a fucking, like, massive monster with super strength. Um, mm. He's going to come into play, and I think that, um, I think that Cersei is going to sacrifice all of the men on the ships by poisoning them in a similar way, and Cuborn or Quiborn would have, would have gone and actually, created a similar process for all those people so they're going to be fighting the undead in the next few so there's more undead fighting seems think... like a lot to build up to in three episodes well I, they've been building up to it all the time like, I think they're all been... just going to get in a room and they go yeah Jon Snow's the main character let's let him sit on the phone they've been doing it like they've been building up a lot yeah, of this stuff yeah. for a long time but um, but yeah it's really really going to spoil it Arya Stark's going to be the one that gets the phone in the end you reckon? I thought it was going to be Sansa and then Arya would kill her no yeah no, it'll be Arya Stark because everyone likes the tiny girl Anyway, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, it's uh, it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. It's not the best thing ever. I think I'm going to review it again 
when the next three episodes are out, but just could have probably waited till the... could have probably waited till then. But you know, you know, I just I wanted to give it a, give it a quick review. I'm going to give it a finger at the bum. I'm going to give it a Charles Dance. Oh, I think that Charles soon Dance. to be seen in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He is. He yeah. is. He has one of my favorite villain. Villain dance, moments. magic dance. No, he has one of my favorite mal- magic. Uh, magic. He has one of my favorite villain moments in um, Last Action Last Hero. Action Hero. Yeah. yeah. So, don't you hurt a hair on her? Oh, one second. And he walks over, plucks her hair from her head, wraps it around his fingers, and just goes. And he's like, "You were saying?" <laughs> I think that's fantastic. It's like Raul Julia when you've got Raul Julia in in Raul Julia. Raul Julio. Round yeah, Round Julia. Who's Julio? <laughs> Round Julia. <laughs> Raul Julio. Raul Julio uh, in Street Fighter is possibly one of the greatest performances I ever. So fun. Well, it's his Adam family. His Gomez yeah. Adams is incredible. Hmm. Um, and also uh, Charles Dance in lesser known Golden Child. He's fucking incredible in Golden Child. Hmm. Where did you get the amulet? Well, if I told you that, you wouldn't be visiting. Well, no, sorry. Where did you get the amulet? And it's like some shitty stool in, in Chinatown. Where did you get that kid? And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Charles Dance, everybody. Um, but yeah, and your review. Sorry, wasted so much of your time there. Oh, I was supposed to review something. Yeah. Uh, Doppler effect. Um, I'm gonna review. Do you know what? I fucking I've got stuff to review, but I don't know what I was doing. All right. Toss pots. Um, let's do. You know what I watched? What? Mission Impossible Fallout. I've been uh, waiting to talk about this with you. Uh, uh, go. That film's fucking fantastic. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! It's so fucking like how how have they how do they recover from Mission Impossible Two? I it's still baffling to me. Like I don't know how Mission Impossible Three begat Mission Impossible. No, sorry, I don't know how Mission Impossible Two begat Mission Impossible Three. Well, I, I get the because they they're very smartly made series, but Mission Impossible Fallout like continues from Rogue Nation. It's like a two parter, and it's kind of. It's a bit significant that because it's the only two films in the entire series that have had the same director. It's Chris yeah. McQuarrie. He's making the next two as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise has found his muse. Um, he's got, yeah, you know, he has got Kate Holmes anymore. So or Scientology, I don't think. The way that that guy shoots something, yeah. like the way that because his his um, like his shooting style mixed with Tom Cruise's kinetic energy, hmm. it's exactly what the mummy should have been. <laughs> the mummy. When you see like stuff like. Ah, fl- ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you see some of the shots from the mummy, and it seems so flat, even though they it's so much behind yeah, it. Who directed that film? Who fucking cares? Yeah, who yeah. fucking cares? And then you watch something like as simple as he jumps like a six foot gap. Yeah, it's, well, it's longer than that. It's, it's like eight. Yeah, it breaks his ankle. That you fucking see it crunch as well. Mm. They left it in. Yeah, I love the fact that he gets up, limps for a couple of steps, and then yeah. just fucking goes. Just bump. Anyway, sorry, you're good old Tom Cruise, man. Like that, the, you say what you like about Tom Cruise is a nutter. Yeah, but um, he that that guy learned how to pilot a stunt helicopter like while shooting the movie. Um, apparently, like he was training for like sixteen hours a day while shooting the film. Like mm. he would do his flight training and then shoot his scenes. So you know, I mean, when you watch those films, it's like you the action's fucking just glorious. And it's all the plot twisty nonsense of it as well. It's I don't, this one's got to be up there with the first film in terms of how many twists go on in that. There's only two. There's a there's a bunch of crazy stuff that you don't expect happening. Oh yeah, there's like a bunch of like there's some really say, subtle like there's weird coincidental stuff yeah. in this. There's a whole bunch of stuff where it's like, 
oh, like Henry Cavill's character's leaking, you know, telling his CIA boss a bunch of stuff and leaking her some information, thinking, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is blatantly the actual real bad guy we're after. Because the yeah. whole plot is there. Going after this bad guy, he's after some nuclear bombs. Tom Cruise and his gang, like, the whole point of the film is that they Isn't bring it? up that the character always makes a decision to save individual people rather than complete the mission, yeah. which when his line of work, you, people are meant to die. <laughs> so you can't complete the mission. And because he chooses to save um, Ving Rhames, like, pre-nuclear, like, freaking well, it's, things it's get uranium. stolen. It's, yeah. it's free blocks Eurified, of uranium. Yeah, you, that, purified uranium. Whatever which can be used to make dirty bombs. Like, yeah. isn't it? They say, like, each of those can make, like, hundreds of dirty bombs or something stupid. Yeah, like there's a plan to make three bombs and set them all off, but yeah. I think his plan always involved, what, just two? It was all a setup. But, um, yeah, they bring back the villain from the previous one. It's like a nice two-part. Kind of. One. Yeah. Like, he's not really the villain in this one. Yeah, but it's like bringing him in and bringing his part. Is same he's really fucking good as well, parts, isn't he? Yeah. He but, did a film last year, or yeah, last year called Possum, hmm. where he's like a guy suffering from. He plays PTSD. a possum. No, he's a guy suffering from PTSD that keeps seeing this creature. He says like a possum, and then they show like images of it. It's like a, it's it's more like a living, living, um, uh, living image drawn by fucking um, the guy who directed the first Batman film, Tim Burton. Tim Burton drew, yeah. yeah, like all spindly and twisted and. It's really fucking interesting. He keeps waking up covered in blood and stuff, and like cutting himself. Fucking great film. But um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. You... No, it's, uh, it's it's fucking great. I like Henry Cavill's mustache. It's good. Isn't it? It's beard. I mustache. fucking love Henry Cavill's yeah. fight style. Yeah, his boxer. It's like a it's it's like a weird like he's, he's a sledgehammer. Yeah, he is yeah. just like a boxer. Like he goes in, he can block and stuff, and he lifts his leg to do a couple of checks when it comes mm. to the knees and stuff. But mostly he's like going with those. There's a lot of stuff where his fighting style is entirely his character. Yeah. Like two seconds into the fight in the bathroom, he's throwing a guy through a mirror and yeah. sinks. Well, it's not just shit. that. Like, like he he throws a couple of punches to get in close. He never stops moving forward. Yeah. And I noticed that Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise, steps back and forward all the time, and the other guy, he sort of goes changes levels. Tom Cruise so does a lot of judo type stuff, and he's yeah. like always trying to block and counter. Yeah. But um, and he's usually improvising half the time because yeah. Tom Cruise does in that a lot of time Mission Possible films when gets the hand to hand fight sequences. Tom Cruise does the Jackie Chan thing where he's constantly being knocked down and yeah. having to find a way to get back up. He's constantly being knocked going. down and then like twisting. And trying yeah, to or he's away. like tied up at the start of Rogue Nation in that bit where he's been tortured and stuff. Yeah, um, the only time where he's topless without CGI and he looks yeah. weird. <laughs> it looks like he's a look like a runoff of like an action man factory. It's really everyone weird. loves Tom Cruise topless yeah but um no it's, it's a freaking fantastic film this like it's kind of weird it like, plays off on all previous film entries in the series it calls back to a whole bunch of the previous oh, ones yeah. um like his wife is at the end of the film it's like he keeps having a vision of the nuclear bomb going off and, and then stuff. it turns up she's at the end he's called it back um that max woman that um is from helping the, him from the last one she's a daughter of no she's a daughter of the uh the, well she's not called max the girl with the blonde hair she's the daughter of max she's the daughter of max from the first one but yeah. it never actually gets brought up in the film only hint is that she's there talking about her mother at the start when he walks in it's just like a thing that's going on in the background she's eulogizing her mother mm. um it was called Max in the first Mission Impossible film. They did a callback, brought it back. But um, yeah, that's freaking just awesome film. And I was like, when I was watching that end sequence and the helicopters hang off the edge by the hook, and I was like, that hook's gonna go into Henry Cavill's face. And sure enough, it does. It's the sound of it. It just <laughs> drags him down head first. It's, it's just the sound <laughs> of a crushing bone. Yeah, um, it's lovely. It's great. And it's, I love that it's just like the whole 
little sequences and stuff. It was like, oh, how much time do we have left? Same as usual. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so, um, what can I do to help? Oh, yeah. uh, actually, I could do with your help. You've got like these that. Bond films now where they're constantly trying to just like, they're constantly trying to redefine Bond films for the modern era and stuff like and that. And it all just makes it easier. Sometimes them, it works, sometimes it doesn't. And Scott, like Casino Royale and Skyfall both work, but for me, Quantum of Solace doesn't work in the slightest. That film's fucking terrible. There are and moments- Spectre is like, feels really wrong. Yeah, Spectre you know, doesn't much- feel good. Um, yeah. I think Spectre was trying because Quant- Skyfall, the further it gets through that film, the more it becomes like an older Bond film, but it also keeps getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. But Skyfall, Spectre was like they were trying to do classic style Bond film in a modern way. So he has the secret layer base and all this sort of stuff, and there's the plot twists and all that. Um, but they don't work so much. But as the Mission Impossible films are like, they're constantly just, they're like old films. They're like, they're constantly quoting old fashioned films. They're copying shots from like car chases from 70s cop movies and stuff like that. They're doing practical stunt work. And they're like, yeah, that's the thing that I really fucking noticed in Spectre. Practical stunt work. There's none of it. Yeah, it's all CGI stuff. Do you remember like, so Quantum Solus may be a shit film, but do you remember that train sequence in the beginning? That's uh, Spectre, as the Skyfall has the train sequence. Does it? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, sorry, Skyfall. Yeah. And he gets shot and he's out of commission for like a, yeah. Yeah, he falls in the river. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Skyfall starts with that car chase that you can't follow what the fuck's going on because every yeah. car in it is black. Yeah. Yeah, you get them stuff like there's the driver and he looks in the mirror and there's a black car behind him, but you have no idea whose black car that is because all the cars in the car chase are black. Fuck, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I need to pee. Why are you peeing? I need to be. You went just before. I know, it's like a weird constant. Well, it's time for your review. I will be two seconds and I'll review. Jesus. Sorry. Alright, so it's my review. My third review uh, this week is going to be uh, Cuphead for the Nintendo Switch. Wash your hands. I'll wash them a little bit. So Cuphead on the Nintendo Switch is the little game that shouldn't be. Because it's technically a Microsoft published game, isn't it? It's Microsoft Studios that published it. Um... And uh, and obviously the Nintendo console is a Nintendo console. Nintendo console. Console. Um, and Cuphead on Xbox looks phenomenal. It just looks incredible. It's all hand-drawn art. It's all much like Mickey Mickey Mouse's last game on the Mega Drive. I think it was a Mega... Mickey Mania. Was it Mickey Mania? Yeah. On the 32X. It wasn't on 32X. The 32X on... version got cancelled. Did it? Yeah. Well, I've played the 32X version. I have a ROM of it. Um, it was on the Mega Drive and PS1... Actually, it might have been. Maybe it was Pinocchio that got cancelled on the first. Pinocchio got, did get cancelled on yeah, the first. Yeah, I've got the PS One version. Oh yeah, yeah. So Mickey Mania was like all similar to this. It was all Steamboat Willie and all that other shit. Like it was all. It, it harkened back to the early days of Mickey Mouse and Disney. His characters' um, knees and elbows bend at the same time when they stand still. Yeah, um, and Cuphead's similar to that. So it's an old school art style that looks very much like a hand drawn animation from say fifties, sixties. Um, and 1930s okay. 1930s sorry. we're talking Fleischer I apologize and early Disney Steamboat Willie friggin what was He's... the name of that fucking rabbit what the rabbit that was Disney's mascot before Disney okay it was the vi- he was the villain in Epic Mickey Oswald Oswald oh, okay. the rabbit that shit alright don't you know your um, old cartoons anyway so um, so, so yeah um, Cuphead is an interesting game because it's essentially just boss mode and then some side scrolling run and gun it, mm. like run and gun levels um, and you have like a top down hub world sort of map that you go and you select the fights you want to do hmm. um, and again it's a game that no one ever expected to see on the Switch because it's owned by Microsoft but there seems to be more and more deals happening between the two like they have exclusive content and cross platform play, play for Minecraft now 
Oh. You know, all that stuff's happening. So there's a, and also Fortnite. Fortnite you can play on Microsoft. You can play on Fortnite's Windows. You can on play everything. On Xbox One. Yeah, but you can only do cross platform play on Microsoft, Windows and Nintendo Switch. You can't get it on PS4. That's because Sony are weird about that yeah. stuff. So so it's really, really interesting that these partnerships are happening because um the newest rumour is that they're also going to get the games with gold moniker. So yeah. if you've got games with gold on your Xbox, I assume that you'd be able to sign in on your Switch and there'll be games that you can download on your Switch. Yeah. Which would be really fucking cool. Yeah, free games. Free games. Um, but Just but, three of them. That's all there is. <laughs> but back to Cuphead. Um, actually, I think like stuff like Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time and things like that could happen. Yeah, but it's the Microsoft published stuff, isn't it? There's, yeah. like, there's not much. No, there's not much at all. There's like Hellblade, Minecraft and Is Cuphead. Is Hellblade published by Microsoft? Yeah, well, Microsoft own Ninja Theory now. Oh, so they do. Yeah. Like the, the, <gasps> we'll get Ninja Blade on the Switch! Uh, what I want is Kung Fu Chaos on the Switch. Because <laughs> someone needs to get Ninja Fury to make a new Kung Fu Chaos. All right. Anyway, um, but yeah, back to Cuphead. So it's like a boss mode. It's very difficult. It's, it's It does feel like an old platformer. It's sort of free lives. You don't get to retry from the point you're at. You have to start it over Yeah, again. man up. Yeah, and, it's, and it fucking looks beautiful. It plays beautifully. There is one thing I will say about playing it on the Switch, though. If you're playing it in handheld mode, you you have to you have to control your anger because <laughs> you. I, I'm guessing that that's going to be responsible for a few people breaking their switches by accident because it's like it's white knuckling it. You know, like the old days of the, the old playing tabletop mode, the old school dames of gaming where you've got that control. The old school place. dames. The old school dames. Yeah, no old school because this game I'm talking about. Um, the old school days of gaming where you mm. like squeeze a controller and you can feel the plastic flex under your hands and yeah, like, oh shit, I'm squeezing too tight. But anyway, it's it's. You should fucking... try the dev kit PlayStation Three pads. They had like wafer thin plastic. Really? It was it was possible to twist them. Jesus. <laughs> um, but anyway, Cuphead on the Nintendo Switch. I don't know anyone this this wouldn't be fun for. I think kids would really struggle with this. But if you're an adult and you want something that's going to be really good, and also it's got co-op. So if you do have kids and you could always play together, you could always teach them mechanics. It could be a really good starting game for people to get together and play if they've got kids that are interesting cartoons and interesting games. No, kids are fair, like they hate it. Um, but anyway, it's fucking phenomenal, and I recommend it to Tom Atkins. Is there any casual racism in it? Uh, no, even Cuphead doesn't have like the weird lips or anything like that. There's a couple oh. of frogs with boxing gloves. I think when they first revealed it, there was a couple of blackface-looking characters that really? took them out when they... That's probably for the best, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They, they didn't do a Dragon Ball Z where they just completely go, yeah, Mr. Bopo. Yeah. yeah. No, he's an alien. An alien. It's fine. That's why. Why is this little Chinese guy named after a Chinese bun? He looks like a dump- dumpling. Chiaotzu. Chiaotzu. Yamcha. Good old Yamcha. Yamcha. And TN. Yeah. Krillin. Yeah, I remember character names from Dragon Ball. Yeah, Goku. Goten. Trunks. Gohan. Gotenks. Go tanks, yeah. That's a mixture of Gohan and Trunks. Yeah, and then you had uh, you had who was the who were the next ones? No, it was Gohan. Gohan's Goku's son. Yeah, and then you had and Gohan's son is Goten. There you go, Goten. Yeah, yeah, yeah Goten. And you had Vegito. Mm. And Vegeta. Actually, Go Goten is Goku's second son. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Thought so. Thought so. Um. Or was he Gohan and Videl? I can't remember. Oh, I fucking don't know. I don't know. Dragon Ball GT probably wiped him all from history anyway. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Tom Atkins. And your review? Your next review? Fuck. Um, Cox. I watched um, fucking Orville season two's finished. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like 16 episodes this series. 
we're not doing the whole twenty somewhat episode thing, which is good because there's there's too many episodes of a show. It really is. It's hard to maintain. Yeah. But um, overall, season two's been fantastic. Like, genuinely really good series. Um, there's still, like, you know, a lot of service to Star Trek Next Generation. Like, it's, you know, it still owes a massive debt towards it. But it's very hard to do a show about a spaceship, like a crew of a spaceship, like, you know, investigating strange new worlds and stuff, and not do Star Trek. Yeah. Like, there's, there's very few ways, like... You either do that or you go Firefly, don't you? And, you know, you go Firefly or Sorrenti and, you know, make it a space western. It's really hard to do a good mm. Firefly. Yeah. You know, it's like... They, 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 they're doing what they can. There's a lot of episodes that basically they do have storylines that are similar to Star Trek, but there's like 1,000 and someone fucking episodes of Star Trek. Like, there's only so many times. Star Trek ripped itself off a bunch of times. He, whatever. Um, but, yeah, this series is really good. They... Alara leaves the show part way through it, which Who's is Alara? like she was the security officer, the tiny little girl who's super strong. Oh, okay. Because she comes from a planet with high gravity, even though that's not what would happen. Um, but you know, don't worry about science. Um, it would make you short. Well, you'd you'd fucking you'd get tall because your gravity's tall on your 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 bones would stretch. You'd get the gap in between your spine because you'd suddenly in a lower gravity. What's the name of the tiny guy from Marvel Comics? Puck. Yeah, there you go. He's super strong. Yeah. From Alpha Flight. Yeah. The one who's basically like Juggernaut, but he needs to propel himself. Yeah, he works for Sword now, doesn't he? He works under Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. one thing I really love in this series is that they consistently, like, sometimes they'll have an episode end in a not particularly good way. Like, it's a slightly grey way, and they'll have repercussions come from that in future episodes. Like, characters won't forget stuff. Like, stuff will happen. Like, in the first series, there was an episode where two of the race characters there's a race all male every now and again a female's born and they don't like females they think females are weaker so they have them have another surgery to turn them into males and the whole episode was centered around like whether or not they should let their child have this surgery like the main character boys didn't want it um and his husband did want it and they had to go back to their planet and appeal to a court and they lost and the kid had the surgery done and everything um and then in this series, that comes back again. Like, it all gets brought up a second time when they... Like, there's an episode where they um, a Mucklin turns up who's into women instead of men. Um, they also find a refugee camp hidden away in, a like, a planet that's hidden in the middle of an uh, anomaly that's got female Mucklins living on it. And they work out a, you know, a thing to give them peace treaty so that they won't get attacked because otherwise the other Mucklins will come and take them and take them back and force them to have surgery and all this sort of stuff. So there's a whole bunch of really, like, repercussions coming from previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, they also did the thing that's, like, pretty daring. They took the Data character from the show, Isaac. Yeah. who's like, an android. He was from another race that was, they you know, they've got very little contact with. And the idea was he was meant to be, like, an envoy for him and meant to be observing, working as a crew member, observing what goes on on the crew to decide whether or not the race joins the Federation. But it turns out it was all set up. And once he'd left out his duty to them, they... He shuts down, which yeah. is to trick them to bring him back to their space, where they upload his data and decide it's time to wipe out every human in the, every organic life in the galaxy, because they're all too dangerous to live. Um, there's a really good like two part episode. It's like got a whole bunch of really creepy stuff. All these robot guys, like very Doctor Whoish, where it's like somewhere between Cybermen and Daleks, and their entire yeah. thing is that they want to wipe out all life. So they okay. have this whole invasion thing so like a two-part episode yeah where the Orville's now leading a massive fleet of them 
Yeah. Um, the idea is they're going to use the Orville to tell everyone, hey, yeah, they're here to join the Federation of Planets or whatever. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Not really. Lol, psych. Um, but then Isaac, because of stuff that's happened in previous episodes where he's formed a relationship with a doctor, he sort of twigs that maybe this is a bad idea. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to think oh, for myself. Okay. So they're a bit like they are They are individuals as far as they can learn and adapt. But yeah. if they stay within the hive, if they stay within their, their key group... They're not like a hive. They're all individuals, but they all share brain data. They all share their data Yeah, together. that's what I mean. So if they, the connection's stronger if they stay in like a big group. No, it's, and- it's no, there's no difference in the connection. They're always connected and everything. It's just that... He just decides that he's not going to do it. Yeah, but there must be like I, his... I think there's there's got to be like a catalyst. Uh, like if you, Wait, they don't get a chance to shut him down or anything. No, it's because of his the because he's sort of gradually built up, not necessarily emotions, but an understanding of the importance of having care for someone and like you know because the fondness of people because he likes the two kids. Yeah. And all this, yeah, it, just, it sounds like him integrating with another society, yeah, integrating yeah, with another group. Be that's friends with them. That's where it's advanced. But even that gets called back towards the end of the series because really? they have a second to last episode. Feels like one of these episodes is just like, oh, this is a throwaway episode um, yeah. where they accidentally bring Kelly from the past, hmm. like Adrian Palicki. They actually bring accidentally bring her self from seven years earlier, just before she agreed to go on a second date with Ed. Because yeah. she was thinking about it at the time, the time thing did something in Bulza. And the episode's framed in a way where it's like, okay, nothing seems to be going horribly wrong, so we think we've just created an alternate timeline, so all we really need to do is send you back to the past. But we'll give you a memory wipe and everything just to be sure. And they have this whole episode where her past self realises her future self didn't live up to her dreams and all that, but maybe that's not so bad. Mm. And they send her back to the past, and the memory wipe doesn't take, and she decides to not go on a date with Ed. And that's when they realise that maybe it was a linked timeline, and they fucked up. And so the next episode just starts off with, oh, the entire galaxy's been wiped out by these aliens and there's hardly anyone left. And um, the original Kelly, the one they sent back to the past, remembers Hmm. everything that's happened and realises that when she made that decision to not date Ed, that meant that they never ended up on the Orville and they never stopped the invasion and all this sort of stuff. All right. So the season finale is like this whole alternate reality thing where the world's turned, where the galaxy's turned into. Are they still on the ship? Like, are they still. The ship's at the bottom of the Mariana Trench on Earth. It crashed down there leaving oh. boys down there. They were on a different freighter ship thing and she put the crew together and said, hey, remember that time where, like, you know, I, I was from the past and stuff and shit went crazy. Yeah. Um, she told so, them all these details she'd learned so they knew that she was from the future. And so they're still the same people but they're in different places around the universe. But they don't know. They don't remember anything. The only person who remembers is oh, her because okay, the memory okay, wipe never kicked. Sorry, I get it, yeah. Yeah. So she has to bring all the team together. So it's your standard bring the team back together. Yeah, and the team don't remember. So yeah, and, but it's, it's all it's to show. Time hey, they all work together. But you also get a little bit of payoff there. The Ed and Kelly will they won't they type thing where they're like, hey, you know, because they divorced, aren't they? Yeah. And there's been a whole thing running through the series where he still really likes her, but yeah. she's like, yeah, I've already done that. But really, she likes him. She's just worried about it not being quite right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Man- like basically, it's like the commanding kind of thing. officers thing. Yeah, the kind yeah. of it's it. I, I this workplace relationships. I've never watched the Orville. Hmm. I keep thinking I need to watch the Orville and the new Star Trek, but yeah. I keep getting sidetracked by other shit. But um, Man, this series Orville's been fantastic. I right? heard season one was great as well. Season one gets a lot better as it goes along, but yeah. this second season, it's like because the first series, of Next Generation, is really ropey and it relies a lot on copying episodes from the original series. Yeah. Um, and the second series, it shook things up a bunch and it felt a bit better. Mm. Really, Next Generation doesn't kick into gear until like series, series and three, but the second series 
was definitely sadly next generation doesn't kick into gear until after Gene Roddenberry dies mm. um, but the Orville feels like it's having that progression where the first series they were testing the water seeing how much humour they can get in there and the second series the humour doesn't ever be out of place weirdness and mm. they do still do funny episodes like there's an episode where Bortis has been like sneaking out to a holodeck to have a um, dirty sex games with a whole bunch of virtual Mocklins in the holodeck yeah um, and someone in puts a oh, what was it happens Someone puts a virus in the system, in the computer system. Like he gets a dirty oh, program. Basically, gets virus. He wants a more erotic program, so he gets some guy to, you know, mm. get him one from some guy he knows, and it puts a virus in the computer that fucks up the entire ship. Yeah, and so it's all this whole thing was like, yeah, it's originating from the holodeck, and they go down there and find Bortis enjoying the. Company. Is Bortis the alien one? He's the Mocklin, the big. He's basically Klingon. Yeah, well, sort of Klingon. He's side like he's thing. played by Doug Jones. No, no, Doug Jones is in Star Trek Discovery, you mong. No. no he's That's the problem. When the Orville's good enough that it passes as a Star Trek series, hmm. but it's funny. He's Star Trek with lights on now, because they don't put lights on in Star Trek now. Um, but no, that one thing, Scott Grimes, the guy who plays the pilot in the Orville, he's, was in an episode of The Next Generation. He's also <laughs> the, the voice of Steve Smith in All of American Dad. Yeah. Well, he's and, buddy with Seth MacFarlane. That's yeah, how he is. gets And in he has an incredible singing voice. Yeah, he's a jazz singer. He's got an album. Yeah, there's an episode... He well, sings a couple of times there's, there's in this series. Fucking episode. You know the song Daddy's Gone from American Dad? Probably, I don't know. It's the one where Stan basically... I stopped watching American Dad when it was in SD. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, there's an episode that is... They had like a... Well, they, they still do it now. They started doing this weird thing where every season, none of the episodes would be connected and characters could die. It was just like this weird, like, they'd have single-shot episodes... Hmm. And one of them was that Stan bought a possessed hot tub voiced by CeeLo Green. Hmm. This hasn't aged well, considering CeeLo Green's now a rapist. But um, but basically, the hot tub's possessed, and it keeps singing hmm. to like characters and stuff, and the other characters have musical musical interludes. And Steve Steve's one is, he sings Daddy's Gone, and it's this like, R&B, hip-hop, 90s song. Hmm. It's almost something that you'd hear R. Kelly done again. He's now a rapist, but let's ignore that. It's like something that R. Kelly would have done in the 90s, and it's so... It's not now a rapist. <laughs> like, he's been one for a long time. I know. Uh, but, um, but yeah, the song Daddy's Gone, and he did it live for Comic-Con in hmm. Steve Smith's voice. And it, there's this moment where he's like, last time Seth sang, and, you know, and I didn't, and people were a bit upset, so I'm going to sing now. And in the video, he, he has, like, this white billowing shirt, fake six-pack abs hmm. when he does it, and he's, like, <laughs> pulling the pose and stuff. Um, and he, he ended up doing it on Comic-Con stage like pitch perfect I've never heard anyone be able to just crank it out like, he's obviously mm. practiced and he's recorded live but like I've never heard anyone consistently hit notes so difficult well, no, it's like, he's a, that's like what he does yeah. other than acting and singing he's, like, he's, he's in a few things yeah. acting wise as well but he was in yeah. uh, Robin Hood with fucking with um, what, Taron Egerton no with Russell Crowe oh. he's in that is he singing that no but oh. he's pretty great at it uh, oh. but yeah yeah really cool He's he's a, he's a fun guy. I feel like one thing that's happened in the series is there's like when when Alara leaves, they get a temporary replacement, like uh, security chief. Yeah, and he feels like really out of place now. Like he wouldn't have felt out of place at the start of the first series because he's like, oh, it's a zany wacky alien. He's got like an esophagus. His nose comes out and goes into his stomach. Yeah. So apparently, when he eats food, just goes straight down that pipe to his stomach, and it's his wacky thing. He's always sitting there eating and breathing heavily and stuff. And he was played by um, Patrick Warburton. For like oh. two episodes, and then he's like temporary, so they just bring in another person nice. to replace him. But it felt like that character feels really out of place now in this second series already. Yeah, um, and there's still the odd characters who are like hangovers from the previous series, where they're purely there for comedy purposes. 
and they feel like a little bit out of place because of it. Yeah. Um. But no, they just it's a really good episode. They like kept paying stuff off and kept building. It's like that's how you do season arcs with an episodic st- structure. Like you could pop into any episode of this apart from that two parter in the middle with the invasion. Yeah. Like, and you would know where you are. It'll be fine. You can just drop straight in. Um. Yeah, which you know a lot of shows don't have anymore. Like Star Trek Discovery, you pick a random episode, you'd be lost completely, and mm. not the TV show Lost. Although you would be lost if you were watching Lost. Yeah, because that show sucked, and, and a lot of people were lost. Really. <clears throat> yeah, I called that show as being utter bollocks. Like f- two episodes into, the I think everybody series. did, and everyone just kept watching it. As soon as it turned out it wasn't a fucking dinosaur and it was a smoke monster, I was like, I'm out, I'm done. I was like two minutes. In, I was just like, no, no, this is going to be Heroes all over again, probably. It was Heroes on by then. I can't remember. Heroes, Heroes sucked. I, st- I stopped in season two. Yeah. Couldn't be bothered. Um, but yeah, Orville season two is good shit. There's no confirmation of a third series yet. There um, definitely will be. It's been maybe. very fucking popular. And it's also yeah. Seth, Seth MacFarlane. So if they don't do that, he'll pull fucking Family Guy and American Dad. Yeah, they probably own that though. Two biggest donors for Fox, aren't they? Mm. What um, the Cleveland show? That's not on anymore. No. What happened to the other one? Seth MacFarlane's thingy. Yeah, the comedy... What was that other thing he had? He had like a really short-lived oh, um, sketch show thing. Dads or whatever it was. No, it was like, it was a sketch show thing. It was like Seth MacFarlane's Comedy Jamboree or something. I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember that he had that series with um, Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi. The two Seths. Yeah, it's just Seth, Seth Green and Giovanni Ribisi mm. and it was like dads. Yeah. And those two guys had to move back in with their dads. Yeah. That was the joke. Yeah. It ran for a season. Yeah. Do you remember that Seth Green film with Robin Williams and John Travolta? No. Um, which one was it? Old Dogs? Yes. Yeah. I remember Old Dogs. I've watched yeah. it many times. And it was so bad that it got Wild Dogs 2 cancelled, or Wild Hogs 2 cancelled, didn't it? It's. <laughs> it got the sequel to a successful Disney There's one film really good joke in Old Dogs. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. They go on. Well, actually, there's, there's one funny scene. They go on like a. They go on like this picnic with the Cub Scouts. Yeah. And they're playing Frisbee, Frisbee, whatever, like Extreme Frisbee or whatever it is, like fucking disc golf or whatever they play. And they Robin Williams is getting flung around and every like they do great cutaway shots where this stunt guy pretending to be Robin Williams is taken down repeatedly by everyone in really vicious, like American football style takedowns. Yeah. Like there's one where Matt Dillon and um oh god, who is it that plays the other guy? Um fuck, he's the he's the um the dude from Galaxy Quest that helps him land. The guy from, from Galaxy Quest. Dodgeball. Who plays the kid? Well, there's, there's Sam Roxwell. No. There's fucking Justin Long. Justin Long, that's it. So Justin Long and Matt Dillon plays two people that are like Tony scubs. Is scubs? Rain Wilson's scouts. in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, These two guys play like militant scouts, and they basically stop taking. They do a joint takedown when um, John Travolta's jumping in the air. One of them gets the legs, and one of them gets the head, and they, they basically just where well, they tackle him at opposite ends. He spins. Seth MacFarlane's cavalcade of cartoon oh, comedy. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't care. Um, but anyway, sorry. So there's this ex- like this really incredible football scene, um, and then there's also a scene where Robin Williams is trying to make a fire, hmm. and he's just got this like finger kindling and it starts smoking. He goes, "I've done it! I've done it!" He starts blowing on it, and then a completely unrelated shot that's clearly from another joke. <laughs> it suddenly cuts to this wooden statue in the middle of an open field with no one around it, and just catches on fire. <laughs> and Matt Dillon and Justin Long just go. <laughs> They just fucking lose their shit because it's like the leader of the scout troop, like their their idol. That sounds awful. And it's just fucking. It's one good scene about that. But anyway, you're, it's, is it my review? Yeah, you sure. You just reviewed a thing. You did do Orville. You watched Old Dogs. I did several times. Do you remember the trailer for that? Was just the bit where they go into the gorilla pen. 
Yes. And that was the whole trade because someone thought, that's all we got. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just Seth Rogen getting, Seth Green, yeah. sorry, taking, taking off by, yeah. That killed Seth Green's career, didn't it? No. I mean, he's got robot chicken money. Yeah, lots like, of He's still doing that, money. but. He's done like a few horror films. He does like indie horror films now. Does he? Yeah, he did like um, Holidays. Does he make guest appearances because he was in Idle Hands? Yeah, well, he did Holidays. He had a whole segment. Idle Hands is good. It's got Jessica Alba in a underwear. really good film. Underrated. Also, yeah. Devin Sawyer. Bit Devin of a, Sawa. Bit sour. He, uh, he's a bit okay, of a hero. Uh, Penub. Yeah, Penub. Yeah. Penub was played by... Uh, Eldon Henderson, or whatever yeah. his name is. Eldon Hendrick, or whatever uh, Yeah, from Daredevil. Yeah. Do you hear they're doing Ghost Rider with fucking... Yeah. With the guy from Agents yeah, of S.H.I.E.L.D.? but they're doing it for uh, Hulu. Yeah, it'll be on Netflix. All Hulu stuff ends up yeah. on Netflix. You are the runaways, dude. But um, Ghost Rider, that, he was freaking he was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope it's his like, adventures in hell. Yeah, he's in the Terminator movie as well, isn't he? He is, yeah. He plays mm. the new Liquid Terminator. Yeah. Anyway, um, my next review... Um, Show is Liquid Snake. Oh, God. Do you... The problem is that we're both going to review these things. So I don't know if this is going to cut into your reviews. What? Oh, fuck it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, my next review is going to be Crossing Souls on the Switch. What the fuck's that? Um, it's a game that was released in... I'm going to try and get my facts straight on this one because it's a long, this is a long one. Uh, Kickstarter really, they kickstarted the game a long time ago. It's an eight-bit top-down RPG, action RPG, where you play kids that um, find an item that can make it so they can travel into the spirit world. It's a bit like um, Link's Away. Uh, no, a link. Uh, God, a link to the past. You know how you had the mirror, dark world. Yeah. So it's a bit like that, except instead of it changing the world completely, it shows you spirits that existed or. You know, spirits that are existing in the one you can talk to. Them. I can soul reaver. No, I can soul reaver. Change the world. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just this group of kids. It's a bit like Stranger Things because it's set in the 80s and it's a group of kids who have to solve a mystery as to where the dead body that was holding the rock came from and why this stones appeared in their town. Kids in the 80s inspect- investigating mysterious shit just to pastiche now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a really fun game. It's a really good RPG. Um, everyone has like defined powers, so you switch between five characters to get puzzles done, um, and they all have specific attacks and attack types, so you use them for different situations. Um, and it's it's a really nice, complete game. You wouldn't know it came from Kickstarter how competent it is. But Lots it of has... competent games come out from Kickstarter. You piece like Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth was a game. Assault <laughs> <laughs> Android well, Cactus. Uh, yeah, yeah. so Android Cactus, it's but yeah, okay, but then you've got Ukulele. Pillars of Eternity. Ukulele. Ukulele's alright. <laughs> your, your review, you suddenly went to defend Ukulele at like an 11. Mm. <laughs> that, that went so quickly to a 4. Um, Ukulele's alright. <laughs> there was, um, there's been some good games on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. Shovel Knight. Yeah. Shovel Knight's fantastic. I'm joking when I say it's a competent thing to come from. Super Mario Odyssey. Chop. Um, that didn't come from Kickstarter. I'm joking when I say that it's it's a competent game and that's surprising for Kickstarter. Pong. It is It is a really good game. It's very solid and it is available on uh, PC, Switch and PS4, I believe. Um, but I don't know. PS4 and Xbox, it could be on those. I'm not sure. I don't remember that being on there. But, um, but in terms of gameplay, it's, it is that... 16-bit style, top-down, bitmap brothers, swords and swords and sorcerers brothers, swords and sorcerers, you know, adventure brothers, whatever it was. Um, you know, it's it's that style gameplay, and it looks really nice. It's very bright. The effect of switching between time is seamless, as you'd expect in a 2D 
top-down fucking RPG. You wouldn't expect there to be any lag to that. And the story and the characters... I don't actually... know. Freaking Castlevania 2 sure took its time going to night time. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really, really great game. It's really solid. And it's on offer right now, I think, for about four quid on Switch. So it's really worth picking up because it's a solid, it's a solid like, ten-hour campaign to get through. And the ideas there in that the art style, especially, they have, like, properly animated cartoon segments that are a bit like the old... Um, pre Mighty Max, like you know, like um, He Man, you Mighty know, like, or, or actually, sorry, sorry. To be honest, the best the best example of this would probably be the introduction scene. So you know that really well animated intro for Bill and Ted's cartoon. Oh yeah, and then it skips into Bill like the really it skips first into a live a action segment and then sure. really terrible animation. Bill and Ted's most but yeah, excellent adventures. yeah, that's it. That's all. But that's that that animated segment. Yeah. That's the kind kind of animation you get for the cutscenes. Yeah, and they look really good. And there is like a mystery and there's like a, a proper villain and stuff. And it's really nice to use the time travel effect. And it's just all different periods of time all all together. Yeah. So you'll be talking to like a couple of cavemen over here and then leaning against the fence just a couple of meters away are some colonial civil war people. Oh, and you've got like a fucking, time. you've got like a dinosaur head reaching over everyone. And it's really nice. And mm. it, aesthetically, fantastic. It's right my alleyway. Aesthetically. 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 Um, Jesus aesthetically. Christ. Uh, it, it, it looks fantastic. It's really nice. Rebel and the Switch, please. the Switch is kind of the perfect place for it. I think that Switch is. It's it's steadily becoming my most played console just because I find. Imagine if they could do a Super Nintendo in a Switch. Like well, they've already got the best Japan have ever. Japan have an online console thing. You know how we've got the NES. Yeah, but online. I just want a Super NES that I plug cartridges into, and it's just I can just hold it in my hands and play my SNES games on. Well, like on the go. Yeah, but not the Superboy because it's not. <laughs> So, not the thing that does that. Not the hype thing. thing. No, no, I want an official Nintendo thing. You want like an official Nintendo Nintendo thing. should fucking release a multi-cart console. They won't, because chips and stuff, and they don't want to buy it. Do you it. think they're going to make the but Game Boy so Classic? Good. Or just release the virtual console. Yeah. A console that connects the internet, they have their entire back catalogue on there, download it, whatever you want. Just a little box. Yeah, just buy your same, games. Use the same chip as they've got in the, the SNES Classic. Yeah. Give me, give, me a, give me a fucking Metro games. Uh, but yeah, Crossing Souls, it's... It's obviously you can tell that it's made by a smaller studio. Is it the Dark Souls of RPGs. No, it's not Dark Souls at all. This is very easy mm. to complete, and it's it's mostly about story for a lot of the scenes and stuff. And there is like there's some nice, interesting little bits. Like the reason that they they first start looking around and meeting all these spirits is the guy goes, "Hey, look! When we do this, you can see cavemen and shit." And he's like, "Oh, it's kind of like we can see into like the other realm." And they go, "Okay, uh, maybe I can go and see my dog that died last summer because I've been missing him a lot." That's the so premise goes, of Secret of Evermore. Yeah, is it? Yeah. All oh, right. On the so, snares. Yeah. So he uh, basically they take it and it's it's in a tape deck. They put it in a tape deck that the smart kid has built like a battery mm. to, so that when they press the play button, it takes them to the. It sounds from- like a big old love up to Secret yeah. of Evermore and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. That's almost the perfect. Maybe a bit of mother in there. There's no there's no Chrono Trigger time travel. Mm. It's just they travel to the spirit world and the spirit world they don't really travel to when they hit the button. It's sort of, you can see the characters, they're pink, and everything else is just normally coloured. But the spirits are like pink and wavy. Oh, normal colours. Yeah. Skin colours. All the colours of the skin rainbow. So pink is the normal colour? No, I'm saying that the ghosts are pink. Ever since you've been hanging out with those Nazis, you've got real weird. <laughs> anyway, Crossing Souls. I really recommend it. I think that it's a game that everybody could enjoy. I don't think that there's anything too taxing in there, so it can be for any ages. And yeah, 
on the Switch, I, where I've played it, it's been perfect. There's been no issues. Mm. The animated segments look fucking incredible. I think a lot of budget went into it. I saw a really cool trailer for a game the other day, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, I, it looked like a like a cross between Harvest Moon and Nuclear Throne. Oh, I think I've seen that. And the trailer's got a really, really amazing animated. Yeah, the intro. one we get locked into the uh, nuclear bunker. Yeah, you go down the out. bunker and the guy's yeah. at the top and he's just like... Ah, it's like a weird <laughs> Facebook game. No, it's a PC game. It's yeah, it's kind of Switch and stuff, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did see that. the other like Instead of growing plants, you have to beat the shit out of the monster plants mm. and then you have to refine the seeds to make them... So it's like Stardew Valley yeah. if it got nuked. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the animated segment where the guy's mm. laughing his jaw drops off. There's like individual parts of his face fly yeah. off, like his lip unravels and flies off. Yeah, it's awesome. Had a bit of an adventure timey look to that animation. I liked it. Yeah, it did. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry, I give this uh, Tom Atkins. I was really surprised at how... Cause, the hedgehog uh, or the actor? Don't talk about my dead buddy. What, the actor? <laughs> no, oh, fuck off. He's still alive. Yeah, he's still going strong. Yeah. Tom Atkins. Yeah. Um, nice chap. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I yeah. met him. I've got that recorded video stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, Tom Atkins, it's because I think... It's the right price point for what it is. It's been priced really well. And you get... A what nice price little, did you say it was four quid like in four, sale? Four quid in the sale. I think yeah, it normally it's about tenner. Mm. Which is about the right price for something mm. like this. Um, and and I think that it's the kind of thing that if you enjoy it, I, I think you would like share with your mates. Like you'd say, oh, I'll give this a go and stuff like that, which is kind of what I'm doing. Um, but but yeah, just really surprised. Because I, I think I backed the Kickstarter and I had it on PC, but I never really got into it on the PC. I think mm. something to do with like mouse keys and and you using, can use a control pad on the PC. You can, but I think like originally it was mouse and keyboard only. Oh, like no. those original support. Now that it's on the Switch, it feels really nice. Good way of working. Uh, but yeah, yeah, recommend. You can get a keyboard for the Switch now. In I know, it's so fucking stupid. You can put the Joy Cons either side of it, can't you? Dear, dear. Fucking stupid. Kids right. today. Your review, Ant. Right, uh, third review, isn't it? Yeah. Your last review is going to be Avengers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll do a thing, and then you... Well, you're going to review... Are you going to review what I think you're going to review? Are you going to review well, you should No, your last review should be Mortal Kombat. Why? Because you want to review Avengers? Well, because you got the code for it, so you've got to talk about the Switch version. Why well, am I going to talk about the Switch version? Because you conned people into sending you a code. I didn't con anyone. Saying, oh, we get thousands of viewers. No, I didn't. <sighs> anyway, um, so I'll review what's my third thing. Lumines remastered Ooh. on the PS4. Okay. Uh, so I love me Lumines. I'm very good on it. I'm fantastic. The pers- I'm the best player. I've got it on PSP and I've got the Xbox 360 one. Was um, it originally on PSP? Yeah, yeah, I've got the original. Yeah, the original game. This is a remake of that one, which means knock points off. It doesn't have Heav- Heavenly Star by the Genki Rockets in it. Who? You know the song by Genki Rockets? The da 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 da. The song appears in Child of Light in fucking I think it appears in like Res, maybe even. It's like it's in freaking Lumines, like every version of Lumines other than the original one. It's like a song that they chuck in all their games. I think it's even in completely unrelated games like No More Heroes 2. If I remember rightly. Um But anyway. Lumines, good game, puzzle game. You have blocks with four squares made up of two colours and you have to put blocks together and once you've got a block of four or more the little bar goes across the screen and it wipes them out in time to the music and as you put the pieces down it's all like like in time to the music what's going on it's a music rhythm puzzle game um, which is made by the same guy I did Res and Child of Light and the Tetris effect which everyone loved 
last year and I haven't got because I'm a bit poor. Nothing goes in sale. Um, but this remaster is lovely. It's like proper nice, crisp, big screen, really nice little graphical details going on. It just looks really crisp and crisp and clear. It's not like a different game at all. It is, it is entirely that original PSP game mm. with some tidying up and new menus and things like that. But it's got all the same tracks on there. Um, I'm not as good at it on the PS4 because I haven't played the game for about 10 years. So I'm a bit <laughs> losing... You're not expected to be as good. Yeah, I got really good on the Xbox 360, which considering that D-pad, like, you know, that's... Oh, I think yeah, that's the circle embedded one. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, so, you know, and I've played it on PSP and I can kick ass on that PSP game while my battery PSP does. had a nice little stupid thumbstick. Yeah, they had a good D-pad on the PSP. Mm. It was great for retro games, that console. Rest in peace, PSP. My one's got AIDS. Has it? Has it died? No, the screen's got like um, like mould in it or something. Ooh. Do you want yeah. to take it apart and clean it? No, no, I can't be arsed. Like, it's no, my I'll mold do it. now. It's my mold now. It's my best friends. They're my sea monkeys. Sea monkeys that live on my PSP screen. Um, it's got a little device. But yeah, but the uh, Luminez, it was, it was on sale, but I got it on like the last day of the sale. Um, but it's like, I think it's like 15 quid normally. I got it for like £7 or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. It works really well on the PS4 D-pad. It's up to the task. Like, I don't mind the PS4 D-pad. I just yeah, awesome. I think maybe it needs to be a little bit closer. I've got used to that because um, the PSP, PS1 was my Street Fighter console and mm. that's like, which even though I put holes in my thumb, I should I should by rights have a massive scar on my thumb where I used to play that. I just realised that the PS2 one, they separated out the D-pad a bit more, didn't they? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. That's covered in dust though, that one. But, um... Yeah, Luminous, not much to say about it. It's uh, it's the same game. It's got puzzle mode, it's got the challenge mode, it's got the infinite... You've got the mode where it just randomly selects skins you've unlocked so far, and it's got endless mode and all that. It's got multiplayer and online leaderboards and all this sort of thing. I think the leaderboards are capped at a certain number, though, because um, my first run didn't get me on the leaderboard, as far as I can tell. But um, my last run I did got me placed like 1,000. I only got halfway through. So if I if I complete it, I'm probably going to get to the top because yeah. I'm fucking amazing. Uh, oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. You can do it as well. I believe in you. On the Xbox One, I used to because you know when you finish 100 levels on it, it just loops and it keeps going. If you play the infinite mode, I never completed Luminaires. Yeah, I'm completely. Um, I got to the I'm point where cool I got to the point where it wasn't really going too fast for me, and it, I'd just kind of I'd have to kind of mess up to yeah <laughs> to lose. Um, I can't get there on the PS4 yet. I will manage it though. I just end up, you end up getting intense on that game and end up mm. having to focus on it, and it's just all the music and everything comes together. Um, but it's, it's giving me my buzz for puzzle games again. I need to, I need to get some more puzzle games. Have kind of gone a bit downhill. They've kind of there's a yeah. lot of passive puzzle games nowadays. Puyo Puyo Collection Two. Oh, oh no, so Puyo Puyo, Puyo Puyo Collection is out this month. It's not Puyo Puyo Collection. It's um, Puyo Puyo Championship over here. Yeah, um, and it comes with Puyo Puyo Tetris. No, no, it's just Puyo Puyo Online. It's an online. It's basically like. Just an online, because in in America it's called um, in Japan rather it's called uh, Poyo Poyo. What was it? What's what's e gamer? That's it. E sports. That's what it's called in Japan. Yeah. But it's only a seven ninety nine, literally online only Poyo Poyo. It's actually two games. No, it's just yeah. Poyo Poyo. There's no, no Tetris in it. Poyo Poyo Two is in there, and there's another game. Mm. Yeah, it's like a collection. I was reading online about it the other day because I thought Poyo Poyo Tetris was in there. Um, so I think it's like Puyo Puyo International or something stupid like that, or or Scorer Edition, and then it's Puyo Puyo Two or something. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting because because um, I was thinking about buying Puyo Puyo Tetris for the longest time, 
Um, yeah, it's better to get the PS4 version because it's um, a hell of a lot cheaper. The PS, the Switch version just keeps being like 40-odd quid. It's too much. Yeah. It's way fucking too much. Yeah, that's Switch games for you. The only Switch game I can ever consistently find at a low price is L.A. Noir. And I don't I don't want to play L.A. Noir again. I got Dead Cells for £18. Yeah, a tiny little game, isn't it? Yeah. Talking full-price games. You know, games that are full-price on release. Because God knows Nintendo ain't going to knock down the price of any of their games. No. Fucking Legend of Zelda's still 55 quid in game. Jesus fucking Yeah. Freaking ridiculous. Ridonculous. Like, Nintendo did a sale on it. They put it 30% off the other week, and it still was like 40 quid. Like, come on, man. Things been up, what, two and a half years now? Two years? Whenever the Switch came out? Man. But anyway, Luminez. Remastered. Give it a go. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's my review. Yeah, I guess you've got to do more because uh, she went and... Okay, you know, so... The PSP version. Ahead of time, we did get sent a copy of Mortal Kombat 11 for the Switch to review. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no embargo because it's been released in America already. It's been released on Switch, yeah. No, apparently the release is until... Physical the, edition isn't out until the 10th. May 11th. But it's on the, May 10th, it's on the yeah. store. Um, but yeah, so Mortal Kombat on the Switch... The little game that could. Um, I mentioned earlier that I've been playing the Switch and it's sort of steadily becoming my favourite console. Um, I I think there are reasons... Should we throw your Xbox in the trash? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think there are reasons for that. Um, you could do that and you wouldn't even notice. Would no, you? no, probably not. Although uh, my Blu-ray <laughs> copy of Infinity War is in there, so take that out first, yeah. I've got one here. No, it's a you 4K. 4K. Oh. Um, so, um, yeah, the Switch is steadily becoming becoming my go-to console to, to sort of play when I'm sitting around and stuff. Um, I I don't I don't know if um I don't know if that's because my age or because I'm looking for something different now from games. Why are you touching your eye with glasses? It's creepy out. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if I'm looking for maybe maybe uh, quality and and the switch does. It's if because you, if you have the switch in your hand, you can have your TV playing something. That's true. And your laptop playing something else. Oh my and god, you can he's consume right. Consume three pieces I can of media consume at once. All the media. Yeah. No, I'm fucking Aussie man, DS wannabe. <laughs> um, I think no, I I genuinely think that the PlayStation and the Xbox, if there's an exclusive, more more often than not, it's going to go to one of the other consoles. The mm. only time that hasn't been the case is God of War and and Spider Man. That's the only time they've been like stuck on one console. But Nintendo They're constantly more exclusives than then. Well, yeah, but then Nintendo constantly has exclusive Did we get games. Days Gone. <laughs> Nintendo show con- context only. <laughs> Nintendo constantly has like flagship first party releases. Yeah, you've got stuff like Mario Party, Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, it, let's let's if you look at the list, it's like it's only the seven catalogue of the Wii U. It's yeah, um, it's only seven or eight games that are specifically only on the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Well, they they arguably had the best first year any consoles yeah. ever had. Yeah, and that's including that one of the biggest games on it was a re-release of a. Wii U game proving that the Wii U probably should have just got to more people. Yeah. Yeah. Should have just probably named it something different. Yeah. This year it's all about Smash Brothers and friggin' all that, like, and Um, fucking Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and Pokemon Sword and Shield this year. It is ridiculous that it got me to play a game I played 20 years ago, Mm. and I had no problem doing that again. Mm. And in fact, it felt like a new thing. talking about Donkey Kong Jr. math. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Um, Mario 
but Mortal anyway. Kombat. I was thinking Mario Kart. Yeah, MK11. You were about to say Mario Kart 8. Fuck, when um, Nintendo released more Mario Kart 11, it better just be called MK11. Oh, Please. Oh, yes. Same logo. <laughs> same logo. Literally the Tripping same logo. Tripping with blood. Yeah. And then once you load in, you're like, Mario Kart. Let's go. That's a way. So anyway, so Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I I never thought that I would be playing a Mortal Kombat game on a Nintendo handheld again after the shit show that was Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. I love Mortal Kombat. I on the know Game Boy. you do, and this is the thing. So um, which character I play? The one that's a vague outline. <laughs> of Kano? Which one of these ninjas? Which which? I, there's four of them. There was um, like what was it? They reduced it down to like five characters, didn't they? And two of them were Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat was five characters, and then you had Mortal Kombat two, which was seven or eight. Yeah. And then you had Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on the Game Boy. That was Mortal like... Kombat 4 has animated fatality sequences. Does it? Yeah, it's actually kind of impressive. Jesus it's fucking... It's on the Game Boy Color. But, but like, if you were to chart the handheld Mortal Kombat, you'd never expect it to get to a point where everything looks the same relatively. Mm. Like, we had Mortal Kombat 9. The and DS, then, did the DS get Mortal Kombat? It did, you? but it was yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had MK9... Which was released in 2013? 2011. 2011. So yeah. MK, MK9 came out in 2011. And then a year later we got it on the Vita, mm. which is kind of the same, but not really. I think the problem is that when you've waited a year, the market is already sort of done with that. Yeah. Even if it is portable, you don't really gain much from that. Whereas this, Never Realms, with, with the help of one of the studios that pr- produces the mobile ports, have gone, fuck it, let's chuck it on the Nintendo Switch and let's get yeah. it out there. And, and you know, in like for all the limitations of the, the device, they've got the whole game in there. Yeah. I think there are a few bits and pieces here and there that are missing and it doesn't look as nice. There's no content missing. It's the exact same game. It's, it's just graphically is pared back. Yeah. It's really, really, <laughs> really pared back. Yeah. And as someone who... Didn't have much money growing I mean, up. Like Doom and Wolfenstein appear back more than people think they are. I know they just they have ways of handling it, so it mm. still looks quite visually. Like Wolfenstein nice. literally chucks walls up so you can unload parts of the level. Yeah, um, <laughs> the old Sega Saturn trick. Yeah, to have the sliding doors that like... just don't chuck a chuck a wall up in front of the edge of the corridor, so when you walk around it, it can completely unload everything that's <laughs> to the right of the wall. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, yeah, so so Mortal Kombat Eleven. Um, mm. It's Mortal Kombat. It's the full Mortal Kombat experience. But you can take it on a bus. You can take it on a train. You can take it on a boat. You can take it on a plane. Yeah, you can have a shit while playing Mortal Kombat. Green is not a creative colour. <laughs> oh, God, please. Is that Don't Touch Me, I'm Scared? Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I watched that first one again recently. It's fucking... It's weird. messed up, isn't it? I still yeah. can't... Like, Time? Is it Time's the first yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. No, Time's the... Cre- creativity's the first one. Time's creativity's, one. yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, God. It takes me back to Stanker Vision and Wonder Shows. <laughs> Um, anyway, so um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, it's it's them retconning the entire series. Yeah, that's they're fixing it, the mess they made of 9 and 10. Yeah, so um, Mortal Kombat was... Um, 9 was, was... I think 9 was like, oh, everything's a bit of a mess. We're going to travel back in time to Mortal Kombat 3 and fix it. So, and then 10 was like, shit, this has gone crazy. And yeah. then Mortal Kombat 11's like, shit, we're going to mess with time again. So Mortal Kombat 1 through 8 were made by Midway. They had a real shaky... Mm. Last half of that series, because they went 3D. Mm. I mean, there was a bit of shakiness before that, but that was because of side games, not because of the main con- the, the main entries. 
Um, and then and then Mortal Kombat 9, it moved over to the Neverrealm Studios. Yeah, it was Ed Boon getting the rights after yeah. Midway went under. That was it. Yeah. Um, and Ed Boon basically went, all right, we're going to go back. Well, as you said, Mortal Kombat 3, let's redo it. It actually retails 1 and 2 as well. Yeah, like it mixes quickly. in those yeah. ones, yeah. Um, and then and then basically retcons everything so that Raiden went back in time and told everyone what was going to happen and how to avoid it. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 10 is the new timeline without a tournament. Yeah, there's an invasion of Earth. But it's an invasion of Earth, and they're like yeah. they're fighting back. And by the end, Raiden's not. Yeah, by the end, Raiden's evil. He's, he's, he's not necessarily evil. He's like he's militaristic, and he's yeah. gone basically fascist. He's captured Shinnok, who yeah. is the god that. Can... Well, the, the cutscene at the start of Mortal Kombat 11 is the final scene of Mortal Kombat yeah. 10, except without Kronika. And also, they got rid of the part where Quanchi's beating the shit out by Johnny Cage. Mm. One of my favorite favorite things of Mortal Kombat is the fact that Johnny Cage is technically more powerful than Liu Kang. Mm. Well, he ends up becoming the hero because Liu Kang... Yeah, well, Liu Kang goes evil. ...dies and yeah. becomes a revenant. Liu, like... It, uh, anyway, sorry. So, technical limitations aside, this is the full game on the Switch. There are some things that you can only access when you're online because there's some progression tracking and there's some... It's a freaking mobile phone game. Yeah. That's the only thing that's really bothering that's me. That's the only bit. thing that's really irritating is you have to amass loads of this currency to do shit. Four different currencies. Yeah. Um, which is unnecessary. <laughs> but I really have the feeling that that's going to be gone in a year. Like, mm. that'll be done. I reckon that... But I've had, like... Because they gave... You know, they gave you everyone a bunch of coins and stuff, didn't yeah. they? As like, oh, well, we're going to rebalance stuff. Yeah. But it's thing... The one that's the most egregious to me is the friggin' hearts for opening crates. Because I found... There's a bu- there's like a bunch of crates. There seems to be one for each character. If you open it, it gives you a bunch of stuff specific to that character. Yeah. And they take 500... No, 250 hearts to open. Okay. You only get, like, two to three from every fatality yeah. you pull off. That's bad. Um... But it's like it's gonna take forever. Yeah. Um. You can get extra hearts in the crypt by once you got the scorpion spear. You can pull people down from the gallows. And okay. You rip them apart and get a heart or two from them. But it's still just that's a lot. Yeah. But then you see the flaming crates. Yeah. Um. When you get scorpion spear, you can break a like a skull shaped thing that's hanging somewhere, and it will put the flames out on that crate, so you can open it. But they take a hundred blood hearts as well. So it's like it's even more. Jesus. Of them. I mean, and don't waste your souls. Don't open up those fucking soul things. Okay. Once you can open up the soul things, don't bother opening them because you need to open. You need to fix the bridge on the friggin' pit on the pit, and that yeah. takes two thousand of them to do. Jesus. And so it's like it's all these little things where it drips you the currency for it, and it's like, yeah. I but the gameplay itself is fat. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. It's a bit bit. I, I would I prefer if Mortal Kombat would go in the direction of Killer Instinct style combos, where you can where, chain them. Together. Not as much, but where it was easier to chain combos together. But um, I have noticed that it has got so much depth to it though. I have noticed that it's very simplified, but I think that I think that when it comes to Mortal Kombat, the height of like technical Mortal Kombat is Armageddon on the Wii and the PS2 and the Xbox mm. and the PSP because that had three stances per hero. Yeah. So you had two that were base stances, and then you had a weapon stance. This one's got rid of a lot of that. It's still got the front and back, the flip. You've still got the flip, yeah. Which still does make a difference in your combos. It folks. does. It does because if you've got a combo that has like. Some kicks won't yeah. reach unless you're in the swipe stance. Exactly. Sometimes you have the flip stance mid combo. And you've some of them have got that stupid little fucking slide, the little the inside inside right kick. You know, mm. we just like sort of kick their ankle. Yeah, terrible. Sweet shin music, as Dude Love would have called it. <laughs> um, but the game itself. So on Switch, it's all there, sixty frames per second. It's the same sort of thing. There's a bit of a 
jarring transition during the story going from FMV to game hmm. because obviously there is a massive downgrade when it comes to graphics but I don't think they matter that much when it comes to the game because I'm still really fucking enjoying this yeah I'm still playing Mortal Kombat and it looks like Mortal Kombat and it plays and feels like Mortal Kombat there's no so it do the PS4 cutscenes in, in the in the you know, during the story yeah it runs a 720p or 1080p video. if you've got a docked or yeah. handheld it runs them in the so they just the suddenly once it starts and then fight, when it just... stops yeah yeah. And there's a weird thing with hair textures as well on, on Scorpion, not Scorpion, Sub-Zero, because mm. he's white and black textures in his hair. Sometimes it comes in in cubes. Yeah. You know, the texture, cu- texture, cu- uh, the, the texture cubes. It's the um, alpha transparency is not loading properly. Yeah. They'll patch that out. But, um, but other than that, I just fucking love it. Mm. This is Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat. We should have got on the Game Boy, but it's finally arrived. Like, if you were to chart the evolution... Really, you want Mortal Kombat 11 on the Game Boy, do you? Yeah. yeah. If you were to chart the progression, like, I know that there are, like, big jumps that didn't seem like big jumps. Like, you had Mortal mm. Kombat... I think you had Mortal Kombat on the Lynx. Yeah, Mortal Kombat... No, it was on the Game Gear, there was a Mortal Kombat. There was on the Lynx It was actually not well. a bad Mortal Kombat on the no, Game Gear. No, I know, it yeah. It's just it only yeah. had two buttons. That was the only yeah. problem. Um, and then you had, like... I think there was a couple on the Game Boy Advance as well. Yeah. There's yeah. Mortal Kombat trilogies on the Game Boy Advance. I think so. Yeah. And then you finally get to DS and DS had mythology. No, I think it didn't DS had like a pared down 2D version of one of the other, of Armageddon. Or I think it had Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and Deadly Alliance as well, I think. Mm. But, um, but like if you were to chart, like it suddenly gone and jumped because it always sort of, it was always a couple of generations behind on handhelds. Mm. Like you had like a NES version of Mortal Kombat on the fucking Game Boy and Game Boy Color. NES, and then you, don't the NES. And then you had a SNES version on the GBA and mm. fucking, and, and on the Game Boy to a certain extent. And, and sorry, the Game Gear to a certain extent. Mm. And then when you get to DS, you've got like the fucking PS1, PS2 style games and on the PSP as well, you got the PS1. I'm sure there was one. Was, I think it was Deadly Alliances on the DS, but I think yeah. it had fatalities you inputted using the touch screen or something. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah, something we're going on. I think you just had like squares, didn't you? You could just select the moves you were going to do. Probably. It's a bit like Tekken. Oh yeah. Um, and 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 then it, there's just this massive leap. Like we've we've been lucky enough that we've skipped a huge chunk, and now we have the full game, like on the go. And I've heard a lot of people complain about shit like the fucking graphics and stuff like that. And honestly, it doesn't matter when you're sitting there playing Mortal Kombat. You're playing Mortal Kombat. Hmm. And the controls are, are very decent on the Switch. They're probably... The analog sticks could do with a little bit of work. I don't use work. analog sticks when I play it. No, do you D-pad use D-pad? Yeah. yeah. See, I've started using the if D-pad. If you use analog sticks, though, you can go into the options and set um, less precise inputs. Oh, okay. Which so will help you a ton with that. circles a little easier. Yeah, you can actually make it so diagonals have to be inputted. Oh, so yeah. you have to do a quarter circle for oh. moves. But um, there's a lot... The accessibility options on this game is amazing. The tutorial that, that I mm. thought wasn't on the Switch version that you, mm. you confirmed. It's not I've just that. that. It's got stuff in there for blind players. Really? Yeah. You can have it so that it has audio cues for when moves happen. Ha! Um, you can have it so the menus are read out to you yeah. as you go through it. It's like freaking the accessibility stuff on it is fantastic. You can have, um, you can adjust how much of a uh, gap between inputs you need to enter to do combos and stuff. So you yeah. can extend it to be long. Um, like I said, you can put diagonal movements in there if you prefer sweeping moves. You can set it so the inputs have to be, can be less precise. Yeah. So if you hit back and diagonal instead of back and down, it'll still count. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it's like really, they've done a pretty good job with that sort of well, stuff. Well, I know it's compatible with the, the adaptive controller on the Xbox One and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, the hardest but thing to say. people can play it. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. The hardest thing to say, like, I, I think the only criticism I'd say is that 
why did it take so long to get to this? Well, we really have a Mortal single Kombat. handheld. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean just the Switch version. I mean in general, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, the Switch version aside, I'd recommend anyone with a Switch who doesn't who doesn't have one of the other major consoles or a PC, buy it on the Switch. Or if you're looking for an experience you can play all the time, go for the Switch. If you're just a fan of the Switch like I am, go for the fucking Switch version. If you want a game version. that looks nice. Go for the Switch. It still looks pretty good on the Switch. It just doesn't look as good as it looks on an Xbox or a PS4. Well, I've, I've been playing on the PS4 version. I noticed when the resolution dropped down a bit outside when it came out of a cutscene. Yeah. You'll notice it even more on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of the thing with gaming now. We've got two iterations of every console. We've got the Xbox mm. One S and then we've got the Xbox One X. And we've got the PS4 and we've got the PS4 Pro. Yeah, next year they're re-releasing the PS4 Pro as a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, and, and PS4 Pro Pro. There's only the Switch, and there'll probably be a Switch Pro, and there'll probably be a Switch Mini, and whatever else they're doing with the fucking console. But when it comes I honestly, to... the only thing I can see them doing with Switch is making one that has, like, maybe better battery efficiency and a bigger screen. I think I... they'll put the screen out to the full edges. I think they'll do a Pro one with a 1080p screen, a little bit more RAM, maybe. and maybe a better processor. And they'll do a mini version that's exactly the same internals, but you can't remove the Joy-Cons. So it's like I a, can't imagine like not making the Joy Cons not removable though. No, I because there's a bunch of games you can't play without removing the Joy Cons, like but, even Mario Odyssey. Well, yeah, but then they'd say like they'd say, "Oh, look, here you go. We've put in a couple of extra options for you." Or you know, if you want to use Joy Cons, you can connect an extra pair of Joy Cons. You can buy them separately. If they make it so the console doesn't have the HD Rumble and doesn't have the IR Blaster, doesn't have batteries in the you need and, HD Rumble. Loads of games rely on it. Yeah, but if you if you just got rid of the fucking batteries in the controllers, the IR Blaster and the move control, the motion controls, you can make a unit like this for 150 quid. And if you can make a Switch that's 150 pound with a smaller screen and chuck it out there, saturate the market entirely, make a HD version for early adopters that want a more powerful console or a better screen, you're fucking rolling yeah, in money. It's too much. It's not too much. I think they'll just do a slight iteration like Nintendo always do. And they'll add a... Oh, yeah, yeah, like when they went from the 3DS to the 2DS. Oh, yeah. wait, no, that was a massive change because <laughs> it was a single slab. Mm. Oh, how about the 2DS XL? It's only a slight switch, though. It's still the exact same console. But it was a... Yeah, but it, the thing is that they, they do change these things fairly significantly. Mm. Even if you say it's only a small con- change, like the DS to the DSi, people go, oh, it's just an I. No, that was like a connected device. That was like oh. a whole new iteration of the hardware. And you may not see it, but like, like I'm saying, this is... Right now, when you're playing Mortal Kombat, this is the premier Mortal Kombat to go on the go and just play. Any point, just whip it out and play it. And it's the only option for that kind of thing. trouble whipping out and playing it. It's the only option to do that on. And the fact that it works so well and it's it's everything there is incredible. Well, you're saying there's not going to be a Vita version. <laughs> but, like, you, you know, you think about it. The stuff that they're doing now with the with the Switch. Doom is on the Switch. Wolfenstein 2 is on the Switch. Doom Eternal is... Civilization yeah. Six is on the Switch, yeah. and it actually looks really good on the Switch. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually Doom, kind of amazed they managed to make that work. Doom Eternals has been confirmed as coming out on Switch on release. Oh, yeah, City Skyline is on Switch, and it barely yeah. runs. And yeah. uh, WB2K17 is on Switch. And yeah, it's bad. Uh, 2K18, and it barely, barely runs. But that's because I think that that isn't the limitations of the hardware. It's, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's them not utilising the hardware. Them just putting the game on the system yeah. because they want the game on the system. Like, I think that the fact that they aimed for 60 frames per second, they put so much into mm. getting that, and then, you know... Everything after that is an afterthought of a fighting game. Yeah. If you don't get 60 frames per second, or if you just don't get a consistent flat frame rate in you a decent fighting the game. You disinvise the robots, there. Pardon? You disinvise <laughs> the robots. Oh, what, the 12 frames per second? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I... Shaq I, Fu was a solid, for, solid 60. 
I'm a bas- I'm a massive fan of this. I can't say it's a perfect game because it's not. You know, it's all the got- mobile phone stuff that's bothering me. Is like yeah. that because I spent like an hour and a half wandering around the crypt, and the crypt's really cool in this. Yeah, like the way it's like structured, like an adventure game and yeah. stuff. And I like that. Goro's lair. Going to Goro's lair and find his corpse there, and I found Kenshi's corpse. Yeah, and you take his Kenshi. Oh, the yeah, blind the blind guy. guy yeah. yeah, you take his bandana and if you put it on, you can see a spirit world. Oh, cool. But sometimes monsters <gasps> jump out of you. Like crossing souls. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the crypts are really cool. But the thing is, I spent an hour and a half in there getting stuff and I went, oh, let's see what I've unlocked. And I go back and look to the customization. Tra- character art. And I've got like, I've got like three skins on a character out of like 66. <laughs> and it's like I've, I've unlocked like one character's brutality, some fatality somewhere. And you can do fatalities without unlocking them, can't you? I think so, yeah. Once you, if you do them, it probably unlocks them. But yeah. Um, but I'm just going through it. And I'm just looking at the numbers and it's like next to nothing's moved. Yeah. Like mouthpieces for Scorpion. I've got like two of them. But it's, so I spent an hour and a half just solidly unlocking crates everywhere because yeah. I had 500,000 coins from that that money they gave you and it's just like it, it feels like you stretched it like a freaking mobile game well, there's think- so much stuff to unlock you can actually go to a thing in the crypt turn back time to re-lock all the cases so you can open them again so if you want you could unlock everything in that game by just going around the- oh. <laughs> that's it um, but yeah like th- that side of things yeah mm. but more and more cosmetics are becoming a, a market for games if you can make a game that doesn't lock content, it just locks cosmetics, then people are happy normally. Mm. And the crypt is kind of a side game. If you're barely going to unlock any skins, most of the skins are just like colour change and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you just not do that fucking... many skins and let your staff go home at six o'clock. There is one thing. <laughs> there is one thing I would say. This I think is probably the best roster so far in it's these new solid, games. Yeah. I'm the missing only... Quan Chi. Missing I like my Quan drunken Chi. boxer. Missing Shang Tsung. No, he's DLC. Is he? Ah, okay. Yeah. And um, I guess one of the DLCs, if the leaked list that people have found in the code is right, I guess one of the DLCs a year. What, Ash? Like fucking years ago. Yeah, Ash. I've been saying for friggin' ages, Ash is going to be in more content. I thought Spawn. I did say Spawn jokingly. Spawn and like, then we spoke about Soul Calibur 2 yeah. last time we, yeah. we spoke about that. But. And apparently one of the other ones Joker. <coughs> yeah. Like but straight from Injustice. No, no, no. It won't be Injustice. It'll probably be um, more combat versus DC. No, it'll be, in, it'll be Injustice Joker. No, because the last Injustice Joker is really shit. And yeah. the one before that was Arkham City Joker, mm. which I don't think they have the rights for anymore. Well, it's, it's all Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, it's all Warner Brothers. This is still owned by Warner yeah, Brothers. Warner Sorry, Brothers, yeah, yeah, I was having one of those moments where I forgot this Warner Brothers. It'll be Cesar Romero Joker. Oh, that'd be great. No, yeah. I think it'll be the... I think it will be you should, the... You should do a fatality where you lower someone into a, some acid, like one of his traps, and it yeah. works, and then he's just like, holy fuck, <laughs> what the shit? It just does vomiting. Just Why didn't you <laughs> escape? <laughs> you always escape that. Or it's just a button he presses and then suddenly whatever arena he's on is, is sharks. Mm. Okay. Sharks. Do you see, um, I quite like when you fight Chronico at the end of the towers, because I did one of the towers and you fight mm. Chronico at the end. Um, it's quite cool, like the world changes in yeah. the background stuff and it like changes You've into got, a different dimension. So when I fought her, I, I did the medium tower mm. and she has two enemies that come in. I did in the small one. Fuck it. Did you? All yeah, right. Four fights. Um, you have like the two enemies that pop in. Yeah, she does time travel to pull them in, like yeah. Shang Tsung style when he used to morph. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was that was quite a neat little fight. I figure the final battle's probably similar to that. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, the um, final battle in the game, I think there's only one she pulls out. It's like whatever's mm, contextual. Because I'm, I'm only on chapter five or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I've only played oh, a little bit. The, the story mode's really short in this one compared to, like, it's 10. It's the same length. Nine. Nine was No, nine was stupidly long. Sorry, ten was very short. Yeah. Um, I am I am a little bit disappointed we don't have Striker. 
Eh. That was a bit disappointing. And I'm also disappointed. killed in Mortal Kombat 9, though. So does Shiva. Uh, Shiva. Sindel, Striker, and a bunch of others all got killed off in Mortal Kombat 9. Liu Kang. Liu Kang gets killed in Mortal Kombat 10. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because the whole thing in Mortal Kombat 10 is Shinnick turns um, Liu Kang, Kitana, Jade. Um, Jax. Kane, not Jax, but um, Kung Lao. You just changed Jax. No, Jax is, um, Jax is alive. No, Jax is healed in Mortal Kombat 10. He is somehow cured. Yeah. I think Raiden uses his power to, powers to cure him. And he comes back and he's got PTSD in this one because he was a Revenant. Yeah. That's, why, that's why he joins... Crap. I only played like an hour of Mortal Kombat 10 and got bored. Yeah, it's it's not a great story. Yeah. I think probably the best thing to come from itself. that is the spider, the insect lady. Oh, Devora. Yeah, yeah she's, she's cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't like the collector so much. He feels like another version of Devora. He's in the crypt. I picked up an item that says... You can see him in the map in Goro's Lair. Yeah. Um, and I picked up an item that says a uh, um, collector trade item that I found hidden in a secret chest. Oh. Um, so yeah, I guess you have to get to him somehow. And I can't oh, figure out. Cool. I found one alleyway where there's traps, and I was like, I can't get through this. <laughs> Fuck this noise. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think it's yeah. a really solid game. Like I said, I think if you're a Switch owner and you don't either you don't have any of the other consoles or you want something you can play on the go, this is the perfect option. I don't think it's the best version of the game because I do feel like the PS4 or the Xbox are probably the really? better you way think to go. The ones that are actually in HD and no, 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 no. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I would say that um, in terms of controller, if you've got those other devices, because mm. the you've got to remember Nintendo buttons always turn slightly to the side because you've got A buttons up here mm. instead of it being. Yeah, it was going to have the same button layout. I thought it was the other way around. I thought kicks were kicks would be kicks. Y and B and yeah. X and A. Yeah, same and this one. is A and B and Y and X. Uh. Nah, I can't remember. Yeah. No, it's, um, yes, the top two buttons are the punches, bottom two are kick. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, And this is the other way around. That's well, wrong. it's not the other way around, it's just do it. You've broken it. No. Um, but yeah, really, really solid game. Incredible that it's portable. And yeah, I'm very happy with it, but uh, it's not perfect. Like you said, there's loads of issues with the currency. And also, I think. There's that- issues with making your staff work 100 hour weeks and not letting them take time off to go yeah. to weddings. Yeah, and also, I feel like. There are online. There are bits that are online only on the on the Switch that don't need to be. They can yeah. be offline. It's ridiculous just to, just unlocking rewards. And I've noticed every menu you go into, it goes checking connections, stuff yeah, like that. It's weird. Like even when you go into the offline towers, yeah. it will come up with it. Like who who is going to need to hack this? Who's yeah. going to try and steal money from? A lot of it, like in the crypt, a lot of it's because the stuff in the chest is randomised, so it pulls yeah. from the server to make and stuff, but you don't need that. You could do it in the game. Yeah, well, yeah, all well, the content's in the game already. Why not yeah. just randomly generate I, ma- I imagine they've done it because um, when they had DLC, they're going to have items for those characters appear in the crypt. So oh, they've have made sections it, of the crypt yeah, unlocked. Yeah, but even then you could just... No, not sections of the crypt unlocked, because the, the chests don't have any specific layout. The only ones that have a specific items in them are the blood chests. The ones you have to smash the Shao Kahn head first. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the other chests are random. Oh. So there's no, like, it's not like the other ones in the other games where you could look at a map and figure out where the things are you want and go get them. Yeah. It's entirely random. So I reckon when they do the DLC, they'll have it pulling stuff or they'll be able to live update and chuck extra items in there new. Like Smash Brothers does those changing spirit board things. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, there's a new scorpion mask in the crypt. Yeah, but they do that offline. Yeah, you do that offline in the Smash Bros. But in this yeah. regard, apparently. Um, so who's your who are you playing as mostly? Who do you find yourself? A lot of Scorpion. Yeah, and Cassie Cage a bit. I've been playing mostly as Johnny Cage as Jax, but I keep I'm, accidentally doing brutalities. 
because <laughs> I love uppercutting people as a finishing move. Yeah, and then and, I go up and then... And I don't block often, I, so I keep doing the brutality. I love the random counter, like, um, x-rays you get, where someone, like, you get an uppercut just the right, and instead of, whoopsie, you get the Yeah, I did that to Noob Saber, as he, he did his teleport out of the ground. Yeah. I, I ducked, and he went over me, and as he came back down, I went... And like, he did the x-ray. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. You can actually switch that to make it come up here more often. Really? Yeah, and you can make it so that um, they only appear if you hold down the pat- the punch button as you oh. do it. I think it's more. Yeah. It's I think it's a little bit more special if it just happens randomly. Yeah. It's a little bit nicer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really, really fun. Really, really fun. I give it a Dame Helen Mirren. A Dane Cook. Dane Cook. A Dame Helen Mirren. It's a yeah. it's a fantastic classy affair, but it will sell itself off for a red or a red two at some point in its life. Or uh, Hobbs and Shaw coming in soon to uh, this podcast. What's wrong with red two? Oh, red two. <laughs> What's wrong with red? Oh yeah. What's wrong with red two? Oh no. <laughs> Is it Red or Red 2? He's got the bit where he steps out the cars, it spins. That's and red. it's like CGI. That's red. Yeah, they did that stunt for real in, um, in uh, what's the figure film that I love? The, the, the Singham, the Indian film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, the, the guy does the stunt for real in that film. It's like, oh, yeah. And then he friggin' shoots the tyre and the car flips over his head and he just pulls the guy out of the passenger seat. That's sing. also real. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> the guy lost his legs. But Indian cinema. Really? No. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, okay, and your next review. Uh, yeah, last review. Uh, How much of Santa Clarita diet have you got through that? <laughs> Do you remember what I said last time that's been cancelled? <laughs> and then a week later, the news comes out that it's been cancelled. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I definitely read that it had been cancelled. Look, right. Like, I wasn't making that up. That wasn't it's the bit. It's coming back. Yeah. It's coming back, I To Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, if you like a zombie high school film they did. Oh, God, they're making a second one of those. Oh, sweet. And also, I've seen that like three times. What's with that new high school musical with Zac Efron in it that's out on Sky Cinema? I don't know. What? Wait, what? The shockingly shockingly evil... Oh, (laughs) I see what you did there. Uh, Anyway, um, let's just talk about Avengers, should I? Well, yeah, I guess so, because that's that's uh, the fucking big one, isn't it? Yeah, 2011 film Avengers. Um... Avengers That's the Superman theme tune. Yeah, I know. Um, da, 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 so, a Vagina's Endgame has come Avengers. out. And um, it's a weird thing, this, isn't it? Because they're marketing it as simultaneously the conclusion to 20 friggin' films, 22 and, films. Yeah, and the start to the next. Yeah. <laughs> it... it doesn't so much conclude things as it gives you a nice sense of feeling that something nice has happened. Um, uh, something nice has happened. Well, you know, all the the whole last the whole last hour is basically a whole series of oh, that's nice. I like that. I've it's, those two characters are doing a thing now, and I like that. I think that, but the film is generally, I you know, a ruddy good time. Yeah. Three hours long, the shortest three hours I think I've experienced in the cinema. Since uh, why? Last Mohicans. Um, <laughs> last Mohicans. <laughs> last Mohicans is only two and a half hours long. Yeah, um, that last hour of genocide really just mm. flies by. <laughs> Good old West did he was um, Saga and Street Yeah, fight. he was. Yeah. Um, he's in Avatar, which isn't going to be number one for long. James Cameron must be shitting himself. He's going to re-release Avatar. Well, he's been really <laughs> pissed off because apparently he. Oh yeah, he said Avengers is just boring. And, yeah, he doesn't yeah. like superhero films. Get That's, over it. Yeah. That. Uh, not everyone gets to direct Aquaman in the Entourage world, but he got to direct Aquaman in the Entourage yeah. world, starring Adrian, whatever that kid's name yeah. is, Johnny Chase. Was Adrian Chase, wasn't it? Yeah, Adrian Chase. No, Johnny Adrian Chase. Chase was the villain in season six yeah, of he's, Arrow. He's, <laughs> he's Johnny Chase. Yeah. And his brother is... Um, Jeremy Piven. 
No, Jeremy <laughs> Piven's his agent. Um, Avengers. Avengers. Um, Endgame. Yeah. So, um, I remember seeing Red Letter Media said this, and it's true. It's it's like split into three films. Yeah. Like the first film is like everything's shit and fucked, and everyone's so sad, and we've lost our drive to be Avengers now. And Tony Stark had a baby and shit, um, and that's fine. I like I liked all that stuff. I like. Did it. all the superheroes go missing? Sorry, did all the supervillains just go missing? Yeah, they all got dusted. Every single one of them. Convenient. <laughs> For three years. Yeah. Because Bartok the Leaper was pretty good. Bartok, he was the only one left. He's like Earth's equivalent of Thanos now. He's like a serial killer. He just kicks people in the face. <laughs> just here, just keep finding. It's another dead body. It's got a giant boot print on it. <laughs> he's just, he's just like um, Backtrack Will Leaper. Yeah, he just goes around people. Bartok was a fucking bat. Yeah, <laughs> Backtrack Will Leaper. Um, um, but he goes yeah. around kicking people in the face and going Bon anniversaire yeah. and then jumps off. <laughs> <laughs> no, they um, they did a really cool like. Like the first part, I really liked. It was a bit miserable and stuff. Um, I kind of feel like the five-year time leap is a bit unnecessary. They could have, they could have done a lot shorter than that. Yeah, it could have been any amount of time. One problem that happens there is that loads of characters have a bunch of character development that happens off screen. Yeah, and I know why they did it is because they wanted Tony Stark to have something he didn't want to lose. And was Gwyneth Paltrow not enough? Like, was- I don't know if that's all it was. I, I think that there's a few different things they wanted to do. Well, they, they wanted because to make sure that they wanted. That's the thing. They wanted to do a whole bunch of extra character development off screen, yeah. like Hulk. The, the whole thing in the Infinity War is that Hulk won't come out and help. Yeah, Banner, and then you just got this. Suddenly, it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're like one person now. It's all cool. But I think that that Professor Hulk that feels less jarring because they Where gave did all you that those. Happen? That should have been a whole film. Well, it might be. It might still maybe, be. Maybe that's the thing. Like. You've got to make the Hulk a character that you can actually follow for a plot because he's a force of nature. I'm, I'm, I'm an Incredible Hulk. I'm, I'm, I'm an apologist for the Incredible yeah, Hulk. Your favorite comic is the Banner series. I actually like the Incredible Hulk, the series. Well, the, 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 the sorry, the 70, film, the 70 film, series. Um, the film. I, I think it's a good film. I think it's solid. Incredible Hulk's fine. Like, yeah, and I like Ang Lee's Hulk, but then I'm a weirdo. Yeah, that's that's weird. Um, <laughs> I, as a Philips employee, I should like that film because you remember the Amberlight TVs, the oh, LCD, yeah, yeah the yeah. 1080Ps. They were sold on that film because they had the background was it just all went green. green. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but it, it could be a film. You've got to give you've got to give the Hulk the yeah, ability to have drive. But other you're doing than... it in the middle of this film. Yeah, it's weird that like a whole bunch of stuff happens off screen for characters. Like Natasha gets depressed off screen and. Hawkeye goes rogue off screen. I think that Natasha getting depressed is kind of a natural progression. Yeah, for yeah, you can feel, but it's like it's like you just missed part of the character development that should have been there. But and like, like in a normal film, it would be there. You, you just can skip ahead. see why she's like that when mm. you arrive to film. Like the one relationship she had was with Banner. Yeah, but you can and- think you had two films in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, and neither of them address any address the snap. It's Wait, which two films? Ant-Man and the Wasp and uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, so you did, yeah. yeah. But Captain Marvel was 1992, so that's yeah, before. Yeah, this is the thing. You you have this period between the two films. Yeah. And you never address the repercussions of what happened in those films. No. And then you do this film and it's suddenly like, all the stuff's happened off screen. You don't see any of this stuff. You don't see Banner figuring out how to get Hulk and stuff together. You don't see everyone struggling and pulling apart and all this and what happens. It just jumps straight to the conclusion of that. It's only a bit of a problem in the first, for the start. There's a little bit weird that they have Captain Marvel at the start and then she vanishes for the rest of the film. It's weird that I, the Captain Marvel thing is weird, but yeah. it's more weird that I'm only just now thinking about the five year time gap because you're talking about it. 
Yeah. That's kind of the magic of these films because we've been watching mm. them for so long. Like 2008. Oh, people need to learn that five year time leap doesn't take it to 2023. It takes it up to date because the first, first yeah. Infinity War happens in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Because Civil War, the Civil War thing happens. Yeah. There's only about six, seven months between Civil War and Infinity War. Huh. Black Panther happens directly after Infinity War. Spider Man and Homecoming happens a couple of months after. Um, but Black Panther happens directly after Civil War. Spider-Man Homecoming happens like within a couple of months of Civil War. We might need to look and at And then you jump straight this. to Infinity War. We might need to look at the yeah. timeline after this. Um, but I, it, because we've been watching these films since 2008, hmm. because that's when The Incredible Hulk came out, I, I didn't Iron even, Man. No, Iron Man came out after Iron Man Incredible was first. Hulk. Was it? Yes. Because yeah. Tony Stark makes a cameo in Incredible Hulk. Yeah, no, just, I thought it was the other way around because no. it's arsehole Tony in, in The Incredible Hulk. It's, it's not new Tony. Tony no, it's an arsehole in first. Um, but we've been watching these films for so long. We've gotten mm. to this point now. And that five-year gap, I was just like, you know what? They probably do live, live lives outside of when I see them. Like, yeah. that's the assumption I always have. Like, when we're watching Age of Ultron, I don't wonder, where did Four get those nice duds from? I'm like, he has a life. He lives a life outside of the things that I see. Yeah. So obviously he's got, like, clothes somewhere. That's, I, I think that's one big problem with the Marvel Universe is quite often they expect you to just Go accept stuff's happened outside. Yeah. Which, you know, if they had a, like, I mean, not that I hate the whole tie in other stuff. If they had a comic series that ran alongside it, that was kept perfectly in canon. Not multiple comic series, one comic series that maybe does an issue on one character, an issue on another one. Yeah. And it just ties in little tiny things. Um, but I hate that whole, you've got you to read it. the comic to friggin'. Anyway, that first hour, slow, I really liked it. That was probably my favourite, that was probably my favourite bit of dramatic stuff that they've done in Marvel, to be mm. honest. Don't keep that, other than Spider-Man Homecoming's car scene. It was scene. like a fucking, it was like an old samurai mm. film scene, Thanos. Yeah, it is. As he like, peeled the, like, like, he went through the wheat and he ran his hands through the yeah, field. That's what happens in the Infinity Gauntlet. He goes off and lives yeah, in his own like, little. Does it? Yeah, it's done. Um, but yeah, I love that they fucking kill him 10 minutes yeah, in. Just done. Spoilers. Um, the second half, the second hour, yeah. uh, part two or three. Um, I found that the hardest to get through. Yeah, but I, I quite like they were doing a time heist. I like the time heist. I would have loved that as its own film. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. that, that was a really good idea, but they did some weird matchups, and they don't really explain why they matched up the people they did. Yeah, it was just convenience for story. You don't need to explain it why. You just need to know that that's what story. Tony Stark and Captain America have to hang out together. Yeah, Natasha and Hawkeye need to be together because someone's going to have to get thrown off that cliff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they have okay. to care about Fine. each other. And unless Tony Stark's hiding some feelings for Captain America, that wasn't going to work out there. Yeah. Um, the other one was what was it? Nebula, Winter Soldier, and um, humans. And so War Machine, the other guys. You take six humans yeah. and you send them into, in like, space. Yeah. The most difficult places to go. And then you take the three super-powered individuals and you send them to a to place... New York. Yeah, that they don't need to be. Why was it Hulk that needed to speak to the ancient one? Yeah. That could have been anyone. Yeah. That... He didn't need his brute strength at any point in that interaction. But that's the thing. You're thinking too much about why in the universe did they send them to those places. But But you're not thinking about why they did it on film. And the reason they did it on film is because Hulk is... Banner's an intellectual being. His whole thing is that he's able to convince people of stuff. He's the voice of reason all the time in the universe. So he has to be the one to go to the Ancient One because only a reason, logical answer is going to get that time stone off him. But if you said... Everyone else is going to fight them. Yeah, but you need Tatum to hang out with Tony Stark. That's the thing. 
you could get Ant-Man to hang out with Tony Stark because there's already a more interesting dynamic there because Ant-Man... Yeah, but you need to resolve Tony Stark and Captain America split. But they did that within five seconds of them meeting each other. They were like, Tony, Captain, hug, done. Yeah, they saw it out. But that that bit when they go to the 1970s as well, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. that And the only cameo from the TV series to make it into the film. I didn't get that they were both like 1970s. That's where we're going. I was like, why do they both know that date as a time when they can go back? Yeah. Why was that like the area? It's a specific thing. Stark probably know from history of his dad working on this camp. He knew the test rat was experimented on in this place. Someone said quite quite cleverly that there was a time when you could have got both the Aoife and the Tesseract from For the Dark World so you yeah. didn't actually need to send anyone to Earth yeah. at the time you could have just gone there. Well, Loki would have had the... Yeah, they could have got the stuff Loki has his stuff in For the Dark World, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah well, no, no, no. The, no. Tesseract. the Tesseract's taken to Odin yeah. with Loki and the Aoife is taken in Natalie Portman to Odin. Yeah. So they could have taken the Tesseract and the Aoife at the same time. Eh, it's too much to worry about. Yeah. We want to see the New York fight again. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I, it, but yeah, that time heist stuff, I enjoyed the shit. I, I enjoyed it. It's well. just silly, fun, goofy stuff. I liked the build up to the time heist more than I, I think I like the time heist just because I think Ant-Man's reaction where he's like, okay, we've Been only got- testing a- time travel and getting it all wrong. <laughs> no, I think, I think my favorite line in the whole film is we've only got two trips that we can make. One trip we can make. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, this oh, button's really. That'd be me. That'd be me yeah. fucking up. Also, why send back the one guy who's going to try and run off? Oh, they need to go back to the seventies because they knew there's pin particles there because Henry Pin was working yeah. on it at the time. Yeah, Hank Pin. Was there you go, Hank Pin. There you go. Yeah. Um, oh, did you like the old school Ant Man mask? Yeah, yeah. yeah I noticed it looked that, like yeah. it was made out of fucking tin foil. <laughs> yeah, looked like something made on friggin' uh, what's that forged thing? Oh yeah, forged Man by arms. Fire, whatever it is. Man yeah, at arms. Yeah. But um, yeah, the last hour though, the last hour is a collection of double page spreads from comic books yeah. realised on film. Um, That's it. Like, cause some people have complained about the Thanos in this bit isn't the same Thanos. He's like the Thanos from the past. Like he's one who hasn't actually won yet, but he thinks he's going to win. He now knows that he won. Yeah. So this is a Thanos who's like, okay, obviously I won. They're still being a pain. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to create the make my own universe. That was his whole plot at the end. Which, to be honest, it's not particularly fleshed out or anything. But this film isn't about Thanos. The first film was. Yeah. This film's about the team. And the thing with the first film, the reason they don't work is because they never truly come together as a team. No, they're all the in different, different locations. Yeah, even during that final sequence, there's no, there's no moment in Infinity War where you get that shot of all the characters working together. Mm. You don't get that scene from Avengers where the camera pans around them. You don't get the one from Age of Ultron where they're fighting around the thing that Ultron's asked for at the end. And yeah, no. Da, 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 you da, do da, get you, you get those moments, but you get them with teams that are separate. You get them with individual, like four yeah. coming down. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the, that whole last heart, last 45 minutes is possibly one of the most grin-inducing things I've seen since Jackass oh, the yeah. movie. I um, I don't really. You just agree that it's the most inducing things in Jackass. Yeah, movie. absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, because it's like it's it is nerd shit. Like it is constantly that thing's happening. Hey, yeah. I've always wanted to see these two characters interact, and it's it's that. Um, and the freaking one of my favorite bits, the Scarlet Witch is going full on badass. Like she's like, you took everything from me. I don't even yeah. know who you are. It's like, which is a good, you know, it was Tuesday moment. Yeah, it um, is. And he's like, I this woman's kicking my ass. It's Fucking even, fire everything at her. That's that's kind of it. Like it's his response to her attacking. Is like she goes, she goes, you took everything from me. And he goes, I don't even know who you are. 
<laughs> that's his literal yeah. line read. And he gets the cannons to fire at him, but then there's that mm. moment where the cannons turn to the sky. Yeah. And I'm like, because oh, this is well, constantly, I know, you, you know what's coming. They do a good job of giving you just that little bit of setup so you go, oh my God, I know what's I, coming. I was expecting a few casualties. Like, I was yeah. expecting, because I know Infinity War, like, after you've wiped out half the human race, you can't really expect there to be a couple of casualties here and there because it just, you know, it's you've got insurmountable odds. You're expecting a few people to die, but they didn't have anyone die. And one of my favourite uses of anyone's power is they didn't realise that they brought the wizards and they were going to do the... The gate thing. The, yeah. um, I, I really like that where you just see the big, the massive sigils pop up where they're doing their, their sling yeah, rings, they do shields yeah. and shit. And I thought that's a really nice, again, that's like, that's more like we're seeing the grand scale of what people can do. Mm. And like, there's these different factions all working together. I wish that there was more for, um, Mbaku. He just sort of faded. Yeah, like but he'll, uh, hopefully Aquaman, um, Black, uh, Black, Black Panther, Panther 2 will have it, which people think is going to involve, um, Namor, but I still don't think Universal are going to be, I don't think that the world's ready for fucking Namor. What's the point? I would have... <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Namor. No, I would have something... Shitty Aquaman. I'm trying to think of Black Panther. Like, the main villains there was Claw, and then you've got Killmonger. Yeah. thing is, um, you, can't, you can't beat Ulysses, Claw, and Killmonger like, easily. No, you Craven can't. would be a Craven friggin- was who I was going to say. Yeah, Craven would be the one. But also, yeah. I kind of want Craven in Spider-Man. I would like but- Craven. Well, they could use him. They could yeah. use him. Because he's not got his own solo film coming up. They haven't mm-hmm. got any license towards him, and... Craven would be the right person if he was hunting animals around Wakanda. He'd go and for Black Panther. hunting people. They'd go for Mbaku. Yeah. He'd go then because he's a racist bastard. Yeah. So. He's not just a racist bastard. He's like, isn't he like, he's he's close to the same power level as Captain America and... He's, it's tough. He's had like some crazy shit he's well, done. He's got adamantium knife and he's... Yeah. He's taken like, he took some serum thing that makes him tougher. Yeah. But um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Endgame. Um, yeah, that whole last forty-five minutes is just pure joy. Was there um, any, the what was your what was your favourite moment? Right, if you can pick one, because obviously it is just it is just it's fucking it's multiple cum it. shots in one porn film. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. It's like it is a one long cum shot. I know. I know. When all the women line up <laughs> and get ready to help Captain Marvel, that's that. That was the weirdest thing for me. Is I don't care if it feels forced. It was fucking fantastic. No, 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 no. I don't care that it feels forced. Squirrel Girl should have been in it. I know. Yeah, I kind of wanted that. Um, it's not that it felt forced for me. It did, but mm. like I didn't have any issue with that because some moments did feel forced in this. Like yeah. the film itself, you have to. There has to be a certain level of guidance from a director to get everyone together, mm. and it's not always going to feel the most cohesive. To have yeah. that happen and like I said, that whole last part is nothing but yeah, cool pushing shit. people together. It's, it's basically them going, right, what things haven't we done? Yeah. Cap, fuck, no, no, I'll tell you my favourite bit, the bit that's fucking finally happened when all the people come out the portals and they all line up and I fucking almost teared up. On Captain left. America, no, Captain America going, Avengers, assemble. And they fucking uh, charge in. And I was like, fuck yeah, news team assemble. <laughs> I so- made a reference to Anchorman. <laughs> So my my weird moment in the cinema, I have to tell people about this because like for all the fucking shit I I give incels and stuff like that, I've never experienced real life incelhood. I yeah. guess would probably be the best term. So I went midday on a Thursday on day of release, mm. and Captain Marvel comes up on screen. And I'm like, hey, it's Captain Marvel. I know her. Like you know, obviously I've read some of the comics. I've I, she's movie Adams. She's director of like Sword now, I think, on in the comics. Mm. Um, and and as she appears, there's some people in the in like the mid row booing, and I was like, oh okay, oh, so I wonder who this is. And I sort of, you know, like how you look around in cinemas where you just sort of like you look over and you have a, and it's just a bunch of guys wearing like Thor and Captain America like um, uh, compression tops, like runners tops, oh, yeah. but all of them are overweight, like they're oh, all way too big to be wearing hot. this shit. And it's gross, sexy, and. Um, 
And and so I was like, oh, well, it's clearly just, you know, fucking incel, stupid little pricks, fucking mm. stupid cunts. I'm not going to let this ruin my... I had a bunch of noisy kids in front of me, but they were just being irritating. I, I had a few people clapping at certain That's moments. Polite, I, I kind of liked that. I kind of liked that. Clapping's polite. Um, but, um, so, and then, and then at the bit where all the women come along and they're like, look, hello, Mr. Spider-Man, can I please have that? Um, and all the women line up and stuff like that. And Valkyrie has a fucking, has a Pegasus for some reason. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> they all turn up and, and. Is that and, a unicorn? And, um, and it was again, Pegasus? Yeah. booing and just like, oh God. Like literally they were going like, oh come on. Like, I was like. Oh no, women are doing things. I just, I fucking, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's not theirs. This is the thing. It's not theirs. It's yeah. everyone's. Yeah. If everybody gets a slice of cake and you're booing because someone else has got a slice of fucking cake, you again. Yeah, that's it. As I was saying earlier, it's like it's five seconds out of a forty-five-minute yeah. ending sequence on a three-hour two-part film. Someone, someone I know was saying um, was saying how they love Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, hmm. but they hate Captain Marvel because they hate that SJW fucking bullshit. I said, hmm. but you said your favorite film's Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. It's like, yeah, and I was like. So you like a film about an autistic person, a raccoon, uh, alien, um, and, and just yeah, a bunch of other shit. Yeah, people have all been abused and failed. All, all people from all different yeah. walks of life, all different sexualities, all different everything coming together and fighting villains. Hmm. And you don't see how you saying you don't like SJW messages is weird or yeah. ironic. I mean, they are moronic. But you know how, like, it's weird that the irony's lost on these people that watch these films. Like, I watch a Marvel film and I go, oh, fuck, yeah. They've look- got to make sure the YouTubers have approved whether or not it's okay to like <laughs> these things in the first place. Because I- st- they've, they've shut up about Brie Larson since the film made, like, what, one point, some odd yeah. billion. Like, <laughs> Captain Marvel made a billion. Yeah. Over a how billion. many more times is there going to be a film with a minority lead that these incels are going to get upset about and it makes billions? You remember Black Panther? Yeah. How much does that make? How- 1.26? Yeah. I think it made in more like, than that, didn't it? Yeah, probably now with sales of DVDs. I'm sure it's like 1.8. I'm probably. sure it's got up that high. But um, Black Panther, I wasn't a massive fan of Black Panther, the film. I'm still not. But there are moments in that film that are fucking specta- spectacular. Fucking it's Ulysses just, Claw. Like, I hate to Ulysses be... Ulysses Claw yeah. is amazing. I loved He's, him in Age of Ultron. But... Look, you can run off. You just go. I'm not like, just go. <laughs> tell him. Tell him Claw sent you. <laughs> Bang. It's like... Why do you why do you let him go in the ship? And it's like you got to have him spread out, make it look like it's uh, you know. Like <laughs> that's like Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, like oh, oh, fucking, there are so many moments in that last hour. I was just, I, I, you know, like how we have like I, I always say I have an emotional response to things. Hmm. Who I'm not going to spoil who goes, but when that happened, I wasn't emotional. I was like, I was like, okay, it feels like they've earned this over 22 films. I kind of expected it a little hmm. bit. And also the other character that's leaving the series again. I feel like that's a nice send off for them. Yeah, that's not bad. And and you know, for everyone who says that there's like issues with that, if you go back and you watch the parts they have issue with, the way that things are worded, it's ambiguous as to whether or not they are talking about Captain America or Iron Man or Spider Man or whoever. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the one Spider-Man thing I really wanted hugging. in the film. The hug. Oh, the hug. Yeah. I was just, I was literally like, I was sitting there and, I, and he came out and I was like, ah, hey, it's Spider-Man. And he hugged Captain America and then he just goes, oh, this is... hugs Iron Man. No, hugs Iron Man, sorry. Yeah. And, I, and, and really, like, Tony Stark's going for it. Like, there's a big old hug. And Spider-Man goes, oh, this is nice. And I was like, this is nice. <laughs> the only thing I would have liked to have seen in the film is if um, Doctor Strange makes no reference. Because he you knows the whole thing. It's like, oh, is this the one he sees if I tell you it won't happen? 
Um, I would have missed that, and I would have had the final bit happen when he wins in Doctor Strange. Goes, yeah, this is nothing like what I saw. Just <laughs> <laughs> God, what is that? That's in a film. What's that the ending for? <laughs> oh, that's it. It's uh, it is Mortal Kombat the film. Is it? Yeah, at the end because <laughs> he goes, yeah, you know, you humans are always surprising me. It's like, did you not see us winning? He goes, he goes. I saw many different endings, and you heroes, you uh, you humans, always surprising. <laughs> and then like Shang Tsung comes out of the big tower. That was a uh, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, that's it. Sorry, yeah. it comes out of the big tower. But yeah, um, God. yeah, it's just been yeah. This wasn't one of the fourteen million futures I saw. That was. I, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Like, the... no, honestly, you just kicked him in the nuts over and over again. That's what <laughs> happened in the future I saw. I I oh. saw I saw like I as soon as the glove expanded for Hulk, I was like, okay, someone's going to wear this. Um, and uh, when Black Panther got it, I was like, maybe Black Panther's going to give it a go. And then when when Thanos had it and he put it back on, hmm. I suddenly I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen next. Hmm. Because, you know, the whole point is that Tony Stark made it. It's his tech. Hmm. So there has to be... And it was really clever. I did hmm. like it. I love the fact that look, they have that little knowing, knowing wink and then you see his hand open hmm. and they would just go... And he's got one he's like he's like... And they just says it, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> Fucking great. Who the hell are you? I am. I am. No, he doesn't even say who the hell are you. And he goes, he just he looks at him, and then and then Thanos clicks, and then and, and then Iron Man just goes, I am Iron Man. And like that, just like, what? <laughs> um, the little girl as well. That was the other moment that I had a little bit of a little bit of a when uh, she goes, he yeah, when Happy Hogan. What? Oh yeah. What do you want? Right. And she goes, yeah. cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. And he goes, Dad like cheeseburgers. Because cheeseburgers first. Yeah. It's one of the best lines in best lines in the series. Is cheeseburgers. One of the first. best line in the series is yeah, that is America's ass. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. It's like those that outfit is a crime. Your <laughs> ass is so you've got no ass. And he was like, he's like, hey. And then later on, kicks the shit out of himself, and then looks down. And they like, keep mocking that outfit, that but I really, I really like the first Avengers. I kind of film. like the first Avengers. It's one. cartoony. It reminds me of the one from the nineties film. Um, what I like no, from Captain America. I like the one from Avengers. I like the first Avenger one. Yeah. I like it more when they bring it back in, in Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, in Winter Soldier, he has the nineteen forties on one on, doesn't he? That's the one. That's the one from the. This the, one he gets from the museum. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, sorry, the first Avenger, not the first Avengers. No, I mean, I like Avengers. the first. Yeah, I, I mean, what yeah. I'm saying is, I like both yeah. of them. They're both. Yes. But the new one I quite liked. It had the uh, fish scale pattern on it. Yeah, in this yeah, world. it was like a weird Teflon like. Um, yeah, the fish scales, which because I've always thought that's a bit weird when you look in the comic book version of Captain America. Mm. It kind of looks like he's it's supposed to look like a medieval knight chainmail thing, isn't I it? I thought it was meant to be like um, it wasn't meant to be like medieval knights. Um, no, it's meant to give off the impression of a medieval knight. He's like a like you know a fucking holy warrior and all this sort I of it's stuff. It's meant to be it's like a Kevlar gym. thing. Yeah, that's what practically like it is. Like yeah. It's meant to be a deflective Kevlar. That was yeah. like loads of layers, but it's meant the idea is a fish. Because it looks like fish scales in the yeah, comics, okay. it's meant to look like chainmail. Like Scott Scott Steiner used to wear over his head when he came to yeah, the ring. Yeah. Big Papa Pump, mm. Hollow. If you hear me, I'm still like there are there are a lot of moments there which were great. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, I don't want to spoil ones because there's some fucking hilarious stuff and there's some. Yeah, it is genuinely fucking funny in some yeah, parts. There are some really really. Funny I mean, people have jokes. moaned about the four stuff because four gets overweight and all that. And I know it's like. It's a bit of a lazy trope to have like a character get depressed and get overweight and be unshaven and all this sort of but it stuff. It makes sense. But I also love that he didn't fucking go back to normal at the end. I yeah. was expecting when he got Mjolnir or whatever at the end when he was ready to fight yeah. and all his armour came on, I was expecting he'd be like, oh, magically he's Finn again. But That's no. what I thought would happen. No, he was no. still a big still old going. chonker. Yeah. Still Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that of all the people, it's four in Captain America that have climatised the world so well. Hmm. Like everybody else, like Banner still can't get a date. He still can't work out what he wants. 
Tony Stark. He'll probably get a date now. Yeah, Tony Stark sort of he he knows what he wants, but at the same time he can't stop being it's a like, hero. You got a chub going, Banner. Yeah, yeah this best my secret. I'm always half chub. Yeah, I'm always half chub. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to look like you're too eager, but you don't want to look like you don't want it. Um, <laughs> it's really good to not wear the stretch dab. The dab, and he's like, and then Ant Man. You want a picture of Ant Man? Yes. <laughs> I don't want a picture with them. Look. Shut the fuck up. Is that the second dab in the Marvel universe yeah. after Luke Cage? Yeah. <laughs> um, Did he just dab? Oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that I really like. Tacos. The taco scene's pretty funny. Yeah. It's throwaway, but it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, his taco's going to blow up. It's just got one taco. And it's just the thing, the shit flows down, it just blows away completely. And then Hulk comes over like a fucking trough. <laughs> and he just puts two in his hand like, there you go, little man. There you go, little buddy. Yeah. I, I fucking uh, Ant-Man was really good you might want to back up there's going to be someone landing here second. Yeah. what <laughs> yeah. wow. newbies in the landing zone um, <laughs> I liked I liked Korg Korg coming back for a little bit yeah and um, it's good to see him fight at the end a lot of yeah, yeah he was in there I loved Wong coming back yeah I've missed me Wong yeah I hated what did they you did. get everybody yeah. well, how many more people yeah, how, many, how many more can we get the only ones they missed out was Sylvester Stallone's Guardians of the Galaxy yeah but I Craglin's there though I, wait Cragley was there at the end, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. With the arrow. Very briefly, he's like one shot. Yeah. Um, but Sean Gunn gets credited because he does all the motion capture for like Rocket, doesn't he? Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God. This, it really is. It's just, this is this is what we've been building towards. Yeah. Like, that's what everything's been about. I'd say, with all the flaws the film has, it's a satisfying finale. And I everything. could happily watch this in it's Infinity a fucking War spectacle. back to back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you I mean, could I, sit there, it'd be six hours. But I practically you, did. I watched Infinity War the night before and then went to sleep and woke I, up and went straight to see. Well, I had tickets to the double bill, didn't I? Yeah. And I was like, I was considering doing it, but the problem is that getting from Guildford to Woking at three in the morning is fucking impossible. Yeah. So instead, I just went and I went the next day, watched it. Yeah. Um, and it was, it is just, it, it feels very fucking satisfying. And I really, really just, they, the best compliment you can give a series of films is, that when the characters are done or when the story's done, you want to see more. Mm. You just want to keep watching. It's like Star Wars. It's like, it's like Batman from the eighties. You want to see more of Batman's adventures. The animated series. That was crack. I could have watched that for years after yeah, I've got it. Ended. That on DVD. You just keep watching That's that. It. And it's the same with these. I want to see more adventures. I want to know what The only thing that bothers me though is that, um, Ant-Man's had a little bit of flesh now, but most of the other Avengers that are left over haven't got anywhere near well, the fleshing out that Iron Man and Captain America have. Yeah, and Thor, Thor has the potential for it because they basically rebooted his films. Like Ragnarok is a reboot. That mm. is, that is a straight up. Well, they've got fuck new, the previous ones. They've, they've new film for the Dark World and for the Dark World and Thor. They're both fine. They're not yeah. great, but they're the like first one. Yeah, they're both watchable. Freaking Kenneth just... Brenner has an appreciation of ridiculousness and Dutch angles. Yeah. So. Um, they're both watchable, they're just not great. And also, mm. for the Dark World, I don't think people really remember how good the Loki stuff is in that. Yeah. Like, Loki having his little breakdown and trying to show that veneer all the time, mm. great. Um, but, you know, for Ragnarok is a whole nother level, because I think by that point they've realised that the character starts off not knowing what humanity's like, then he goes back to Asgard and he finds it difficult to really be in Asgard and be an Asgardian again. And then the third one is like, okay, so he's merged those two worlds that he feels like he comes from both. And yeah. then in this, you've got new Asgard. It's the combination. I saw people moaning that they like wiped out all loads of the Asgardians and stuff like that after Ragnarok. Like they undid what happened in Ragnarok. 
But at the same time, it's like when you watch on this one, it's like he's there in a, in a little tiny part of Scotland in the north. No, it's no, it's uh, Norway. No, it's Scotland. No, it's Norway. It is Scotland. British number plates, British Scottish yeah, signs. I think it's meant to be Norway. But it yeah. says um, New Asgard formally, and it's got like a Scottish freaking name. It's the top of Scotland or something. But anyway, if it wasn't, it was filmed in Scotland. But um, yeah, like they, no. yeah, yeah. Fishing village in Scotland. Yeah. Not meant to be, I don't think. Yeah. But they, um, no, because all the beer was British. It was all, um, it was all British stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, some people say, like, he undid all this whole stuff where he's, like, saved a bunch of the Asgardians and their refugees now and stuff, and then the most of them get wiped out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's kind of part of his whole arc in this film is that between, between, like, Ragnarok and the end of Infinity War, four loses everything. The only thing that's left, the only friend he has left are the friends he made in Ragnarok during that film. And yeah. they're, you know, people he barely knows. Like, he hasn't, he's lost He's lost his dad, he's lost his brother, he's lost his home, he's lost the second mobile home he had. Hmm. Um, like, he freaking lost everything. Like, the only way he could beat his sister was to unleash a demon on her. Like, to unleash Surtur on her, which resulted in Asgard being destroyed. Like, yeah. he had to basically destroy his whole colonial roots. <laughs> Because that film's about colonialism, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like he's lost everything. That's kind of a key thing. I like that. And now he's going to go off and be a nomad and wander around and have well, some fun in space. He he doesn't want to be king because yeah. he doesn't feel ties to Asgard anymore because Asgard's gone, as he knew it. Asgard's wherever you are. Yeah. yeah. So he's just he's decided that he's going to join the because he did fit with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think as yeah. soon as he realised that they were just a ragtag, I think it'd be similar to when they did um, Iron Man with the Guardians. I think It'll be like gonna... where he's going to have himself being, hey, I'm a already established hero. Yeah. You guys are the weirdos. And, you know, he's going to have probably a bit of ego. Him and, St- him and Star-Lord clashing. Well, he's only been to the Seven Realms and they didn't really have... Like, they didn't have... Well... It'll be interesting. I think he's going to go to weirder places than he's been before and I think it'll mm-hmm. be nice for him to, like... We've got to wait for Suicide Squad 2 to happen before we can see... Yeah, that's true. Gone as a Galaxy 3. <laughs> Isn't that depressing? Yeah, but he's James Gunn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway... Yeah. Endgame. It's piss poor. Don't want to watch it. <laughs> Endgame. I, I, I think if you've seen every other Marvel film and you love these films and you love these characters, this They're is Tom Atkins. If you, if you are just a partial watcher, even, even just like flitting in and out, this is mm. still like a Helen Mirren. Yeah, it does enough to, to get you up to speed at the start yeah. and stuff like that. You I think, even if you haven't watched Infinity War, it'll get you up to speed. I think you can, if you're you, not going to know that what, you're not, there's no way you went through the last year, even if you had a vague passing knowledge of Marvel, to not know what mm. happened in Infinity War. I think if you've just if you if you can only see one film before this, watch Infinity War, then this. Mm. No, watch um, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean yeah, it's just it's spectacular, isn't it? We're not going to get another event like this for another like eight nine years, ten years. Eight nine months. Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah, well that's actually true. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. We're getting that. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's the beginning of a universe. We're going to have no, to wait. No, that's ending for... off the next film. They've only got the license for two films. So oh, right. This so they're one, doing this and then... Hong Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla. And then it goes back to Japan. Really? Yeah, and Japan starts their Reiwa era of um, Godzilla oh, yeah, films. Oh, the new... Yeah, you I mean, chance off they paid off money, Toho will be happy with them making their own ones, but... Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they made a Japanese Godzilla film while... Got Dark Phoenix coming up. Dark end Fe- of the <sighs> end of the X-Men over at Fox. Uh, um... We've got John Wick 3, end of the John Wick films. It's yeah. the end of the trilogy. God, yeah. there's a lot of endings. Yeah. It's last, good. Last we have to make some new films. 
Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? They get some new types of films. Have you seen Sam Raimi's new release? Is uh, he's producing a film called Cruel? Mm-hmm. And it's about a woman visiting her, her dad, and he's in the cruel space under the house because he's he's injured himself, and it gets flooded. They're in New Orleans. It gets flooded, and then alligators attack them. And no word of a lie, it's like aliens meets alligators because they're just fucking flying in from doorways, nice. from windows, they're chasing people down corridors. It looks fucking incredible. Oh, Sam Raimi. It's going to be terrible, but it looks fucking incredible. Let him direct a Spider-Man <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Oh, we got Far From Home in like a month, yeah. two months. Made by some YouTubers. Is it? Yeah, the guys who directed Homecoming and um, Far From Home, they've started, they they basically, they they did music videos and commercials for years. Yeah. But they had a um, YouTube channel years ago that was, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it only had, it has like 60,000 subscribers. Yeah. Um, and it was just basically little short films every week. It would be a little weird short film huh. and really weird stuff. And it's like, this is going back years. This is going back to the early days of YouTube. Like their early stuff is digital video camera, standard definition, 360p yeah. stuff. Um, and they just made all sorts, but their professional job was making music videos and commercials. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so the guys are just like a bunch of dumb, ad- well, the most productive stuff they've done is making stuff for YouTube <laughs> directed for Spider-Man Homecoming. Jesus. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's been Critical Apocalypse episode 109. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as always, you can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. You can find him as Mellow Gaming on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at Critapocalypse on YouTube and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Warner Brothers, for sending us a copy of uh, Mortal Kombat 11. And uh, as always, have a great couple of weeks. See you for episode 110. I mean, you sent you a copy of Mortal Kombat 11. I went and brought my own. Yeah, but you... I could have got you a PS4 copy. I said, do you want a copy of Mortal Kombat? No, I want, a, I want my own copy. I don't want Yeah, some. I mean, like, I could have got you a code. I ain't going to be paid off by some... <laughs> you going to be paid off by some YouTuber. Yeah, but by you don't... Brothers. Just because you're getting it for free doesn't mean you have to give them a positive review. No, I just, I just felt like getting it, so... Fair enough. As always, everybody, <laughs> Trump fucks kids. That's your statement. Yeah. and uh, And if you want to... If you're offended by anyone living their life, then you're probably the villain of the story. Unless the Nazis. If you're offended by Nazis, you're doing all right. Yeah, but I don't think you can be offended by Nazis. Well, the thing is that... Remember, if you see a Nazi, bring a milkshake. <laughs> the <laughs> Strawberry. Um, the... Did you see one of the Tommy Robinson supporters getting all angry at some kid because he was just holding a milkshake? Yeah. Threatening to knock him out? Yeah. And it's like, that's just... They're scared of milkshakes now. I know. I know. Shut up and great. drink your milkshake, Tommy. He's He can't be voted in as an MEP. No one's that fucking stupid. It's not just him. It's fucking Sargon of a cad. Is I know. Who is voting for these people? Who's decided? Old people. Yeah, but... Old racists. They they want blood. Did anyone young watch Sargon of a card? No, they... Yeah, it's the Nazis. It's the freaking... Oh, yeah, they're right. The incels. Yeah, can't stand that twat. Um, Yeah, sorry. As I was saying, you you can... Sargon of a cad. You can be... His name's Chris. You can be offended (laughs) by Nazis. Um, What I was... Sorry. What I was trying to say was that... You can be offended by Nazis. You can't be offended that other people don't like you because you have the sensibilities of a Nazi. Mm. If you don't like someone because of something they have no control over, such as their sexuality, colour of their skin, their religion, well, technically you have some choice over your religion. Or the car they're driving. Or the car they're driving. Yeah. Uh, you can't blame someone for not having control of the car. If you if you blame someone for something they don't have control over and you think they should be somehow downtrodden because of that, or you want to hate people because of their religious beliefs, you're probably a cunt. Yeah. Yeah? Don't... Don't Just in case anyone's wondering, don't belittle cunts. Think about think about the way that you live your life, and determine if you're a cunt. Do you do cunty things? 
Do you judge people based on their race, their religion, their sexuality? Probably a cunt then, aren't you? That's Night cunts. <laughs> Bye cunts. Yeah. Okay. We probably only appeal to cunts, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> God, we're going to have to go right wing again. Yeah. How right wing can we go before we're right? You done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, bye. Bye, guys.